Guys, yeah, but Scott, you're missing the point. The Mets went to the pennant in 2015. Their opening day was $101 million. In 2015, was $101 million. Omar's first year in 2005, $101 million. You're telling me there's not there's not a, a budget constraint. You're telling me that Sandy just doesn't want to spend the money. That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying that I'm saying that he has the money, but he chooses to spend it poorly. I disagree. You, you, you do fantasy the numbers are right here. You, you I mean, do you do fantasy baseball. You can go stars and scrubs, or you can go with these mediocre guys. That was diehard Met fans Scott and Jerome, and this is the J Reels podcast. What's happening, everybody? Are you good? Everything all right? Hope you're in good spirits and health upon listening to this. Welcome, or welcome back to the J Reels Podcast. I'm your host, J Reels. On today's pod, I get the fans involved. They happen to be two very good friends of mine. That would be Scott and Jerome. They join me to dissect the 2018 edition of our favorite baseball team, the New York Mets. Scott is a longtime season ticket holder. He and Jerome are best buddies going back as far as high school, at the very least. Their love and passion for the Amazons is without a doubt unquestionable. What we covered dates back to the firing of Terry Collins, the hiring of new manager Mickey Calloway, their off-season acquisitions. We also get into a heated debate about Sandy Alderson, whether he has the flexibility to add payroll in light of the Madoff scandal earlier this decade, the roster as it's built, whether they can sustain throughout a 162-game schedule, expectations, predictions, even a trip down memory lane through some of the team's toughest moments. It's a complete breakdown-slash-therapy session of the upcoming campaign for the New York Mets. If you're a casual or diehard Met fan, this will resonate as you get to sink your teeth into this podcast. And even if you're not a Met fan, but are a fan of baseball, this is certainly a discussion that you'll truly enjoy with interesting commentary, plenty of disagreement, frustration, which makes this a great listen. Like the great Mets announcer Bob Murphy used to say, fasten your seatbelts. This is going to be a fun ride. Here goes our roundtable with Scott and Jerome. All right, I have Scott and Jerome in front of me. Two diehard Met fans, probably as big as Met fans that uh, I know. Uh, that's no slight on my uncle, who's a huge Met fan, and a couple others that I'm li- leaving out at the moment. But uh, they're joining me to discuss about the 2018 Met season. And before we do that, obviously we're going to go back to last year and the off season and uh, kind of set up set us up for this coming year. So Scott, I'll start with you, Terry Collins. Uh, was it time for him to go? My personal opinion, I think it was. He was there seven years, I think. No, eight years. It was the longest tenured Met manager in history, which is quite surprising. But uh, with that said, do you feel it was time for him to go? Or was it a thing where, hey, you would have liked to see him on for one more year considering how injury-ravaged this team was last year? Yeah, look, I mean, Terry Combs is like that old grandpa, that old uncle that you hated when you were a kid and then eventually he grew on you. I mean, if it was up to me, he wouldn't have been hired in 2011 to begin with. He just wasn't the right guy to bring us from the from the Omar to the Sandy era. I just thought he was he was overmatched from the beginning. He, he didn't really get along with his players, and uh, and his and his in-game managing was just uh, <laughs> suspect at best. So I think it was definitely time for Terry to go. I don't know if you think the same way, Jerome. Jerome. Um, well, first of all, thank you, Jason, for having me on. <laughs> no, um, my pleasure. I'm, for selfish reasons, I, I like the fact that Terry was given another chance for his life, uh, for his, excuse me, for his professional life. Uh, it didn't work out. Who was it with the uh, Astros or the Angels? Angels. Oh, both. Angels. Oh, but both. prior, yeah. And, you know, I disagree in the fact that I, I think he was perfect because I always put it, you know, you live long enough. We're, we're all in our 40s now. 
the Mets, after the Mania left, um, and given the fact that the Madoff issue was coming in, and given the fact that they told Sandy, this is the way it's going to go, in a lot of ways I thought Terry was the perfect manager because we, you know, he can't tell the public we're not competing. Right. You bring Terry in, you let him grow. He was a, he was a good baseball man. Um, he's not sexy in no stretch of the imagination, but the roster wasn't sexy. So I had no problem with Terry. Was it time for him to go? It was time for him to go. Um, absolutely. I think it's time to move on. He, look, he got a pennant. He got his playoff twice. Um, but I think the way the roster has changed, you know, I was looking the other day, David Wright is the second oldest player on the roster right now. Yeah. Um, Adrian Gonzalez. <laughs> And Ray is um, right behind that. It, it I mean, there's always a chance we bring back Bartolo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Right, you figure before the uh, All-Star break, or before the uh, trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going back to Collins, not only did I felt it was time for him to go, but considering last year with all the injuries and everything that had happened, and we understand this day and age everybody wants a younger manager, all with the saber metrics. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm never one. I, I understand that's how the game is today. That's the direction that it's going. I don't like it. Do you think that he deserved another chance? Considering what he did the year before, he pretty much dragged that team into the postseason. And then last year, I mean, it wasn't his fault. Considering that all the injuries and with Syndergaard going down, you know, early April or late April, uh, to me, they were just doomed from the start. So my question is, is that do you think he deserved another chance, despite the fact he probably wore out his welcome there in New York? I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of liken this to the Yankees situation. I think the Yankees kept Girardi on for an extra year, not thinking they, they were going to contend. And I think the same thing happened with the Mets. The Mets didn't think they were going to contend in 2015, so they gave Terry that extra year. And then, you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, there we were in the World Series somehow. (laughs) And so Terry, you know, you couldn't fire him after that. I think they just got stuck. And I think that, you know, if we didn't go to the World Series that year and we just missed the playoffs like we did the last six seasons before that, I would have just been happy to walk away. But, But I agree with Jerome. He did earn an extra year based on that run and, and, and yeah we, we made the pennant by the we, we made the playoffs by the by the skinniest of hairs in in uh, in 16 so I was happy he came back in 17 but you know with, with changing the manager it, it's time for time for something new it's time for something new and I think you know I had issues with Terry I mean look it's baseball one of the things we really enjoy is ripping the manager I don't care who the manager is because it's a game of isolation situations right you can sit back what do you make that move let's make I thought he was killing the bullpen at certain points and I was just like god this guy's this guy's arm's gonna fall off but you know is that up to him is that you know the general manager's fault is that Sandy's fault I know Scott's a big Sandy fan I'll let you know <laughs> I think it was time for him to go I, I think also you got a guy like Mickey Callaway who's 42 years old he came with, right, he's got a lot of people behind him here, right? He's got a lot of pressure on him, but he had a lot of people backing him up. And I think given the way the roster is set up now, you got these pitchers now, our guys who are in the late 20s, the Grom's going to be 30 this year. Um, there's stuff behind the scenes that potentially we weren't hearing that maybe Terry was time for, for him to go. And, and look, I love the guy. I'm not blaming him. I think he, he definitely um, represented himself well, represented the Mets well. I just think it's time. What was it? Seven years? Seven years? Terry. Well, actually, I think it was uh, eight total because he started at eleven, so eleven, twelve. Yeah, that was that was Aldridge's well, seven. first. That was his first move of many uh, interesting moves <laughs> from, from from that day. Right. But but I mean Callaway. Callaway seems great. I mean, a little bit hokey in that opening uh, in that opening interview, but you know he's he's a southerner. He's not used to New York. He's. Uh, I mean, I love what he did with the Indians. I mean, I love the way that bullpen worked. That, that year that they had their run. 
Uh, I love the way that nobody's the closer. He just goes with the hot hand. I mean, I don't think Familia is going to love that too much when it comes down to it. But, but I kind of like it. If it was up to me, I would go with eight starters, four innings each guy, like we did back in Little League. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Major League Baseball will go for that. Yeah. But that, that would be the way I would run things. Well, certainly Mickey's not going to be a fan of the relief pitchers, the closers, agents. Yeah. Because he's not going to give him a chance. But those stats have been artificial for years. We've known that, how ridiculous it is. And I'm going to bring up Mushnick in the post, as we know if you read the New York Post, and he's always been hard. You know, a guy pitches two innings, he strikes out everybody, we take him out of the game because we've got to get the closers, got to get the save. Right. It's sort of ridiculous. So I mean, I am curious to see if we actually go back in time to where the best pitcher's pitching, let them pitch. Yeah. Right? Instead of these guys, we're kind of, you know, we kind of hug these guys and we, and we sort of comfort them and say, okay, you're only going to pitch in the seventh, you're only going to pitch in the eighth. So I kind of like to see it's going back to the old days, Billy Martin just throwing, you know, Sandy Lyle out there and letting them pitch four or five innings, you know? And that's the thing, too, because it's almost like they're trying to reinvent the wheel because back then, obviously, you had closers go three innings, the Goose Gossages, the Raleigh Fingers, and then, of course, you have your specialist. And then now, in the last couple of years, especially in the postseason, where you have pitchers that will go ahead and, you know, you bring an Andrew Miller in the fifth inning in a, you know, tight spot or, you know, to even bring that type of reliever who would be probably be in the back end will be in in the seventh inning. And then you're just trying to, you know, ride it out from there. Right. Uh, and it's going to be interesting with Callaway. It's going to be interesting how Callaway not only handles the staff, especially the starting staff, which we'll get to in a bit. And we've never seen him manage a game. I just hope that despite the love fest of the opening press conference that he has, that, you know, he's going to be hard on these guys. Is he going to be hard on Ioannis? Is he going to be hard on Matt Harvey? Is he going to be hard on some of these guys that we know they are going to be critical for this team's success this year as opposed to saying, hey, I want to know everything about my players. I want to know everything about, you know, what's going on. But, yeah, in the crux of a season where, you know, dog days of August, the, the last thing I want to hear is him either backing down or not standing up to a player to say, hey, listen, I'm managing this team and kind of own his team because in this day and age, it's the GM being the guy with the puppet strings over the manager, considering they want these type of guys that are sabermetric guys, and you know they're just going to go pretty much what the GM has to say. Yeah, you, you bring up a good point, and I'm curious, both to Scott and Jason, is if Mickey does have an issue with the team, is it coming from the pitchers or is it coming from position players? Yeah. You know, if you look at the position players that are going to be starting for us, we have five guys over thirty. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good. No. <laughs> I agree. And, and we were going to get to the oh, situation sorry, with yeah, the team. Yeah. No, 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 that, that's fine. Um, and listen, like you said, Scott, Callaway, he's a guy that, hey, he's, he's kind of bringing that southern hospitality here to New York. So far, so good. But the one thing I'm nervous about is, A, how he's going to handle the players, and B, is he going to be media savvy enough day in, day out, the rigors, and we all know how the newspapers and the writers can get on these managers – how that's going to take into effect, especially year one, where although the expectations may not be high, but they're certainly not low, to say the least. Well, I mean, like like the old adage goes, winning cures everything. Yes, it does. Media savvy. The media will not be as, as tough on him if we actually see these five pitchers pitch maybe two starts each in a row, which yeah. which we're looking at seeing the first two weeks, and I'm actually a little bit excited about that. Yes. But, but what I'm looking for from Callaway is I want to see some old-school Leo Mazzoni. I want to see – pushing these five guys you know they're they're all going to be free agents pretty soon thanks you know mostly because alderson hasn't signed away their their uh, their first three arbitration years but they're they're all going to be free agents let's push these guys harvey's not going to be on the team next year let's push this guy and any interview you've heard with mazzoni or with smoltz or with glavin or maddox those guys pitched every five days those guys pitched every four days they pitched seven innings a game those guys were pushed. They didn't come up with, you know, oblique injuries or whatever the latest Stephen Matt's injury of the day is. 
these guys did not have those issues. Uh, I mean, maybe they weren't partying in the meatpacking district every night, but you, you never heard anything about these guys. They, they threw 150 of the 162 games for, for 10 years. And, and, yeah. and you hear the secret of it, right? Um, Mazzoni's talked about it, the pitchers, Maddox, Glavin, Smalls, they just threw more. That's it. They didn't throw less, they threw no. more. In between starts throwing, so we'll say. Absolutely. And I like how Ron Darling puts it. You know, seven is the new nine. So if these pitchers could go, all right, you figure six, and then you would only hope between Swarzak, Ramos, and uh, Familia, if they could bring them home, that's fine. You would love seven. You know you're not going to get seven every time out. But we'll get more into the season in a second. I got to go back to the offseason and then Alderson. Now, let's call it as we see it. We know he went shopping at Kmart. We know he waited for the market to come back to him. And it's crazy because when you look at it, the offseason was very slow, to say the least. Obviously, as you know, a lot of these people signed on late. There were Hosmers of the world, the U Darvishes, which, of course, the Mets were never going to get. But my point is, is that the market came back to him to the extent where where you look at it on paper, it looks like Alderson did a good job. But at the same time, to me, Bruce, again, waited for him to come back to, to the pack. Swarzak was an early signing. Listen, what I would have liked to go on after Greg Holland, who's actually still out there right now, I think Holland would have been sexier than Swarzak. Uh, Reyes was a no-brainer. He'd come back and play for free, but, you know, he's pretty much on his last legs. Agreed. Same thing with Adrian Gonzalez. And, Agreed. you know, Jason Vargas, I mean, he's a guy that if he's not hitting his spots. Well, with all that being said, you guys get your thoughts. Did Allison do enough this offseason to improve this team to be at least in wildcard contention? Well, it's funny you brought up Vargas because I am sick and tired of the Mets losing to lefties that throw 78 miles an hour. <laughs> and that's him. So, so at least we have him now. So that's, so that's a plus. But, but I, yeah, I mean, Alderson's been shopping from the Kmart bin since he started. And if this is a good time, I'd like to go through the, the Sandy Alderson era. Let's do it. Let's it, do it. It's been, at best, underwhelming. This guy was brought to us as the savior of the franchise. Major League Baseball picked him. The, the, the Wilpons were in trouble. They just got through this Omar Minaya era where, yes, they spent a lot of money and didn't meet expectations. So this guy was going to save the world, right? This team was, was was around 500 at Omar's last year. Alderson came in. What did he do? It took him the entire year to, to, to get rid of Luis Castillo and Oliver Perez. <laughs> anyone in this room or out there on the, in the, in the, who signed Luis Castillo? In, in the blogosphere. Sorry. Anyone out there in the, in, in the podcast sphere could have cut Luis Castillo and Oliver Perez. It yes. would have been, it would have been one phone call to Scott Boris for Oliver Perez, who, who fleeced Omar Manaya when, when we, for, when we actually signed him. I'll, I'll admit that. Mm-hmm. But anyone knew that those two guys had to go. And that's it. That's all he did his first year. Thank you very much. Here's my, here's my $15,000 for tickets. Second year. Second and he year, is a season ticket holder, yeah. people. Second year, what did he do? Same thing. He, tra- he, he actually made a terrible trade. He traded Angel Pagan, Angel Pagan yeah. for, for nothing, for a bag of balls and a bag of donuts. To, right to the Giants. A center fielder and a relief pitcher that never saw the light of day and got released. What, did, what else did he do? He traded R.A. Dickey. Now, R.A. Dickey was, was someone that Omar signed. He, uh, he, he stuck with him. It was, it was finding a, finding a, you know, a, making a diamond out of a piece of coal, a lump of coal, and he made a great trade. He made a great trade because he traded for Travis Darno. That was the guy he wanted. He got lucky. He got lucky that, that Noah Syndergaard was part of that trade. Syndergaard was a big part of the trade. He was a big, he was a big prospect. Darno right. was the bigger prospect. Right. So, th- so that's all he did that year. One trade. No signings. Didn't sign a free agent. He signed a free agent. He signed you, Frank Francisco, and he signed, oh he signed John Roush. Are you going through the whole thing here? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to go through the whole thing because I've, I've spent 
countless hours thinking about this, <laughs> especially after he signed a two-year but, extension. But there's something – listen, you can go through the whole thing. There's something you should – you're crazy if you're going through Alderson just on Kmart shopping. Let's go to the payroll numbers, okay? This is Omar's payroll numbers, where the Mets were in the overall league, right? Follow this now. Starting in 2005, right. three, three, four, three, two, and six. That's where they finished in payroll, okay? This is where Sandy is in payroll, okay? Starting with Omar's contracts in 11, 5, 11, 17, 21, 19, 15, and 15. Are you saying that's Sandy's fault? Or is the Wilpon saying, look, I'm going to bring you on. I'm going to bring you on as GM. But, boy, we are in serious financial crisis here, okay? Right. I need you to be the face of the team and not blame me for doing it. You want the job? (laughs) (laughs) And I can see that. But, right, do you think that's more of a situation because of the Mato scandal that hamstrung Sandy to go out and make those moves despite the fact that he comes from the money ball a theory where yeah. hey uh, I'm not going to spend you know uh, I'm not going to blow up my payroll on two or three players I'm going to try to get five or six players that could do the same thing of what you know the bonafide slugger could do yeah I mean great movie <laughs> but, but, I, I think but Billy how many had the Yankees yeah, well, payroll or the Mets payroll on their heyday I think Billy Bean's not being as thrifty is that what you're asking me well, well I'm asking in a sense with Sandy coming on board and like you read off the numbers of them being in payroll 15th, 17th, whatever it was. To me, I think it's more of a product of the situation he walked into. I agree. Knowing that he couldn't go out and get I that agree. guy, despite the fact he's not the guy that's saying, oh, if, if uh, I'm just throwing names out there. If it was an offseason where, right, oh, I'm going to go after Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and whoever the top free agent pitcher is next year. You know, he's not going to do that, just like what Brian Cashman did when he brought in CC. A.J. Burnett and Mark Teixeira that one off season. Exactly. He's not going to do that. No. But I wonder, in it's hypothetical. It's all hypothetical. If he would have came in at a clean slate, knowing that he could spend money, would Sandy have done that regardless? Would he have gone, Meaning that would he have gone the extra mile to sign? I, I think that this guy, this, you know, this Ivy League educated guy <laughs> who, who had part, grew up in this, you know, started this whole Billy Bean money ball situation. Needless to say, they haven't won a single pennant, the, the Oakland A's. Billy Bean is not the guy that I, that I want as my general manager either. Billy Bean trades, his, trades away these, these, these players two or three years before they even hit the open market. I don't think Billy Bean is the guy we want. No. But this is New York City. And New York City deserves Theo Epstein, Brian Cashman, you know, John Daniels, who grew up in Queens. Brian bring him, Cashman, bring yeah. him here. Brian, these are the guys Brian that we deserve. Cashman, Brian, do you want to show Brian Cashman's payroll? So you're telling me if Brian Cashman came to the Mets... And the Wilpon said, look, the coupons, right? <laughs> Say, this right. is where you, you think Brian Cashman's even going to hang out anymore? He's gone. Brian Cashman can't take a lower-level job at any point now. He's from the Yankees. Right? That's yeah. no to Brian. I'll give Theo a lot of credit because he has spent money, but he spent it wisely, right? And look what Except for Jason Hayward. Uh, yeah, but Jason still, Hayward, yeah, right? notwithstanding. Right. Well, but he's done it, he's done it two times. He's done it two times. Right. i got to give Theo credit. Look, Cashman's won four now. But let's be honest, those early years, those are the Stick Michaels teams. Those are, that's right. his talent there. Gene, Brian Cashman, Cashman's won one title in 17 years. You want him on your team with that payroll? No. Well, look, that, I know, that, I'm sure that, I could find somebody else better. And I know these writers pander to Cashman. They're saying, oh, he's one of the top five. Let me be GM. Let, let me be the GM besides Cashman. I have no experience. I'm sure I'd be top ten given that payroll. Well, look, I, I mean, I think that the first few years of, of Alderson's tenure, yes, he was hamstrung. I think some of it was him. Some of it was the coupons issue. I, I think that you know, if if they would have sold the team to David Einhorn in 2012, 
we'd be in a different place. You know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that that deal I would have taken happen. that. I would have been happy. I would have taken him. I would have taken Mark Cuban. I would have taken <laughs> Donald J. Trump. <laughs> oh, Anybody but these. Oh, I would not have guys. taken Hillary. Continue. Oh. <laughs> but 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 once they did get money, 2015, they made it to the World Series. They sold more tickets, and they, actually, the Mets sold more merchandise that year than any team in professional sports like in five years because people hadn't seen a Mets team do anything since 20, 2006. So everyone went out and bought their shirt and their jacket and their majestic this and their and, and all this stuff. And you know what happened? What did he do in the 2015 after the 2015 season? Zero. This is coming after the the biggest free agent signing of his entire tenure was Curtis Granderson. Now Curtis Granderson has a swing for Yankee Stadium. He did not have a swing for City Field. They had to bring the fences in twice for that guy. He hit 19 home runs in his first year. He didn't hit 30 home runs until they brought in the fences twice. This, this guy batted 227, 229, 235, which is exactly what he batted at Yankee Stadium. But Alderson, because for some reason he walked a few times, gave the guy a four-year, $64 million contract and precluded us from signing anybody for the, for the next four I years. I thought Granderson actually had a good four years with the Mets. Gra- Grand- super nice guy. In fact, he was... No, you're making him sound he, like he he's will, Jason Bay. He, he I disagree will, with you. I he, thought he was instrumental to the team winning the pennant in 15. Do you see how many walks he had? He had almost well, 100 walks but, that year. But you know what? To, to, to that degree... The thing about Granderson that his Aprils, he barely batted 100. Yeah. And then in August, it seemed like every year of his contract, he was batting 100 again. Yeah. It wasn't until September he picked it up or uh, late May into mid-June where he picked up his numbers and his batting average because, I don't forget, I think at one point last year between Granderson and Reyes, I was like, who's going to get to bat to 200? Who's going to bat 200 first? Because it seemed like they were batting 167. And we're talking about middle of May. And these guys couldn't even, like, buy a hit. No. Yeah. But, and, and this guy was our cleanup hitter. And the most RBIs he had was 70. Yeah. 7-0. And that was, yeah. For $64 million over four years. Like, he's batting leadoff. He was batting leadoff. Well, so he was batting leadoff, so that makes him a speedster, right? You know how many stolen bases Scott, who this guy? Who batting leadoff on that team? This guy had 29 stolen bases in four years with the Guy had almost 100 walks on that team. 29 steals. And, and the arm? He was that, over 30. That, that guy, he was over, what did you expect? That guy couldn't hit the broad side of a barn if he was standing Listen, 10 feet Anybody can pick a, a player out and, 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 and you know disparage them as a signing. I can go on and on about Omar. I mean, I, we would be here for weeks. I would keep talking about Omar, how terrible he was. Well, listen, Granderson... He, decimated a team that should have been winning. And another question about Omar. Just so I'm on a tangent here. Uh, Who was the coach he hired to coach that great talent? Who was the the, the great talent? No, who was the great talent? Who brought us... Who did he take? The great team he assembled. Oh, Jerry Jerry Manuel. Over two. His boy. Over two. Over two. I was going to actually say Willie Randall. Who was the manager on our team? Great manager we had for the Mets. You guys have forgotten already? Well, I said Willie Randolph. Willie, oh, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, no. Willie Randolph. Where's Willie coach again? Is he? He must be a hot commodity. This guy. Where is he coached, Willie Randolph? Where is he now? Who's he coaching? How many titles has Willie coached? I'm curious. Anybody? Actually, and crickets. I'm I actually like Willie, believe it or not. But oh, he, he was so out. We, the Cardinal series, Larusa well, destroyed. Him. No, he absolutely did. I mean, it goes without saying. But at the same time, I didn't mind him. Um, and now, listen, I know we're going back. We're kind of. We're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But, listen, you make an interesting point, Jerome. I, I know Scott's made interesting points. My thing is, is that if the luxury tax is $189 million, I understand they're not going to go to 189 I don't know if you have it there. What is their payroll right now as of today? It's got to be, what, 130 
Well, here, here's the problem I have with that. When the, when the media reports the payroll, they include David Wright's salary. And right. When, and when Alderson talks, he includes David Wright's salary. And we all know they have a $15 million insurance policy. And he is not playing. I think no. it's actually more than Like, that. he is not 75%. playing. That's not You playing. know, great business decision, yes. And, and the Wilpons have come out and say, well, we should keep that money because we made a great business decision. Right. So, yes, maybe count the $5 million that they're paying for the insurance towards the cap. But they do not have a $155 million salary. Right. No. No, and it, it, but my thing is that even if it is 155, or I don't know if, if you could pull it up exactly what it is, for as 18? of yeah for this year. Okay, nobody says that you have to go to 189, and let's just say if it is 155, you mean to tell me you can't go out and get Greg Holland? You mean to tell me that yeah. you can't get uh, another guy? Forget about Adrian Gonzalez because when they signed him, to me, I knew that that was that was just wasn't going to be a good signing. It wasn't a bad signing because it's, it's, it's half a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. But, but, so who cares? But how, how about Logan Morrison for six million bucks? Well, right, exactly. Yeah. For one year. Look at Mustakis. He how, went back to KC yeah. for what, twelve million? Mustakis, I think though, Mustakis I looked into that because every team deserves to get heat then for that. Oh, I don't think he wanted to come to No, no, and that's fine. But, but but my thing is is that but my thing is is that if you're going to go out there and not maximize your payroll, I get it. There's a ceiling. But you know what? Nobody says you have to get to 180 or 185 if it's 189. How about to get to 170? How about to get you know 165? If you're at 155, you have yeah. 10 million you Listen, can work this with. This is an owner thing. This is not a Sandy no, thing. No, no, no. That's where I disagree. I, dis- with the I disagree with you so much. Oh, please this, help this, me. This, help me, please. This, this is smug, smuggers and Sandy Alderson. And what he so, does, so it's his money. When he comes out in spring training, he makes these comments. I mean, they they asked him, San, Sandy Alderson, why didn't you go after Mike Moustakis? Well, you know, we didn't want to give up the, the, the end of the second round draft pick in compensation to the Royals. Now, you want to look at... Uh, what do you, you want him to say? Well, do you want to... Do you want oh, to my, look- owners, my owners are the worst people in the world. No. This is, this is what I deal with. Like, he doesn't get this. Like... He, who pays his salary, Scott? Do you know who pays Sandy Alderson's salary? I do. Sorry. I, no, pay Sol- I pay Sandy Alderson's salary. Yes, yeah. I pay Sandy Alderson's salary. Yes, yeah, Scott. Does. And when I pay my ticket money, I am paying for a New York team. I'm paying New York prices. The hot dogs are seven fifty. The Shake Shack is 8 bucks. I'm paying $30 for parking. I'm paying $30 to ship the tickets to me. Like, it all adds up. And I expect them a to pin, put out – I expect them to put out – the product that New Yorkers deserve, and when he goes out there and says that he can't afford Mike Mustakas for six and a half million bucks because he doesn't want to give up the second round pick, do you know how many second round picks? Do you know you how many? Him. Do you know how many second round picks he has drafted that have made the majors? Let, let, let me just tell you, in the last five years, <laughs> I love it, some, some of the picks that Alderson has made. Right, this is who he's drafted since 2011. Brandon Nimmo, yeah, great guy there. That'd be a starting center fielder, right? And, and, and we what? wouldn't, and we wouldn't trade that guy for Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, no, no or, or, or wait, can I, if I, I interject, like what, yeah. what was the joke with Sandy said about Nimmo? It's like, hey, what do you want to do about right field? And you know, for Giancarlo, he says, oh yeah. no, we have Nimmo. Yeah. Uh, give me a break. Yeah, but anyway, go that, ahead. That, that, that was his first year. Second year, Gavin Cicchini in the first round, yeah. big, big star there. The next year, 2013, Dom Smith. Now, now a lot of fans out there didn't watch the Mets the last two months because they were borderline unwatchable. But I've watched enough baseball. I've been a Mets fan since 1983 when uh, when Andy Cohen's dad took me to that first game at, at, at Chase Stadium that the Mets lost in, uh, in extra innings against the Giants. Oh. I remember to this day that, that game. I've been a fan since 1983, and I can tell you that Dom Smith is not a Major League Baseball player. From the two months that I saw him, he did not pass the eye test one iota. Terrible fielder. Couldn't hit, not to mention his conditioning, which no. which I guess has gotten a little bit better. Yeah. But 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 this goes back to another thing the Mets did was 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 a terrible decision in 2011 was to lose their Triple A team in Buffalo. Oh, it, it, it seems small oh, to Sandy's us, fault. but they I don't, well I don't know who handles baseball operations. I think it's Jeff. So Jeff 
allowed our AAA team in Buffalo, New York, go out west, go out west where you, you you can't judge a pitcher out west no. in Las Vegas. I mean, Jerome and I, problem. we love Las Vegas like no other, yeah. but we'll yeah, never go to true. a game in 115-degree heat with the balls flying balls outside. Flying out, so you've got you've to look at Binghamton as, as really your AAA, and they've got these guys, you, you just you just can't judge their talent. And, and yeah, so maybe Dom Smith had 18 home runs in Las Vegas, but that doesn't mean he's going to do anything in this big ballpark, which is still pretty big. So look, so so all this should draft Job, Dom Smith. He hit he makes a he hits a win with 2014 with Conforto, but but hasn't done anything. And 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 you go back to 2015. 2015, we got to the World Series based on Omar Minaya's players. So yeah. you know, and th- there's a reason why Omar Minaya was brought back in the off season to handle the to handle. Oh, listen, to handle the, listen, the, the, the guy the guy's a decent scout. I, I'll give him that. I've never said that about him. But you give him 150 million payroll 15 years ago, he'll screw it up. I can go over his trades. I want to do that for this podcast. We can be here forever. <laughs> I know you wanted to do that. I, I, I want to go over every one of these trades. Look, you, you and I do fantasy baseball, and I know but Jason. I know Jason. I know we Jason. We don't have to go through Jason, every trade. Jason the payroll, detests. Yeah, I Jason do detest detests it. fantasy baseball. Guys, but the payroll is what the payroll is. You're basically saying that Sandy doesn't want to pay the money that the Wolfpons more than happy to go to Twitter. That's no, what you no, really no. believe. This is what I'm saying. These I'm, pay, look at these numbers. I'm saying, let's say you have a payroll of 150 million guys. Bucks. Yeah, but Scott, you're missing the point. The Mets went to the pennant in 2005. 15. Their opening day was $101 million. In 2015 was $101 million. Omar's first year in 2005, $101 million. You're telling me there's not there's not a budget constraint? You're telling me that Sandy just doesn't want to spend the money? That's what you're saying? No, I'm saying that, I'm saying that he has the money, but he chooses to spend it poorly. I disagree. You do fantasy baseball, you can go stars and scrubs, or you can go with these mediocre guys. And he keeps giving medium dollars to these mediocre guys and this money adds up like Cabrera is making eight and a half million bucks you don't need to do that Frazier's making six million bucks you've got Bruce making 13 million bucks you've got that's a great deal Jay Bruce you've got got all these middling guys when I would much rather how's Jay Bruce middling the guy hit 30 home runs he got a great deal everybody baseball but you says that Jay Jay Bruce Bruce still wasn't a good deal that was a phenomenal deal Alderson 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 couldn't give Jay Bruce away (laughs) okay gotcha Another thing. Another yeah, thing. Who do we get back? Uh, who do we get back in those trades last year? Nothing. For Lucas we, Duda. We traded for, uh, Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda can't even have we a trade. contract. You're not supposed to get any. Lucas Duda doesn't have a contract. Okay. No, he's in the Royals. We, oh, fine. Yeah, he signed with the Royals. We yeah. traded Addison Reed. We traded Lucas Duda. We traded Granderson. We traded Bruce, and we traded Walker, and we got a zero players on the major want? league roster. Walker what did I want? Four million dollars. The year, the year before. <laughs> the year there, before. These aren't great players. The year before, we added Jay Bruce, and what did we give up? Our number two prospect in our organization. Dilson Herrera. He put, he, tur- he had turned it out. How's Dilson Herrera player. doing? Well, How's Dilson Herrera right. doing? But was he not our second is he, best? Is was, he he a, was he not our second best? Whatever. Irrelevant. That, Perception. But that, but, where is Dilson Herrera right now? But that's where people make where trades. Where is Dilson Herrera right now? Based on baseball. Where is Dilson Herrera right now? He was our number two prospect, and we traded him for Jay Bruce, and we couldn't give him away exactly. in that off season, so, and we couldn't give it away in this off season. Two years in a row, nobody wanted Jay Bruce except us. And Alderson's a great general manager. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Scott, your points are just you're based on the fact that they, he doesn't have the payroll that Omar had. So 150 I, I, million I, bucks is, is fine. Like I, I could have, you could have. You're, you're fine with that. That's 15th in the, in you, you the league. You could have signed. That's 15th in the league. He he runs and signs guys. Listen, because he wants to be the first guy to sign a guy, and he overpays. Like Michael Kadire, we needed that guy for for 12 and a half million dollars. Listen, like, he consistently goes out and signs these guys. Alejandro Diaz. How many? Pennants, that was a great how signing. Many, for how six many pennants does Omar Minaya want? How many pennants? How many pennants did Omar Minaya win? 
You know who won Thank the, you. You know who won the Thank pennant? you. Thank da you. Daniel Murphy Thank you. and Cespedes one won right? the pennant. How many, how, many, how many playoffs did Omar Manegas have? Cespedes and Daniel how many Murphy playoffs? won the pennant. How many and, playoffs? And why? Alderson did not want, Doesn't want either of those question. guys on the team. Doesn't want to answer the question. And that's my well, point. Well, the 2016 Thank was much you. better than Thank the 2015 you. team. So the Thank 2016, you. look, I'm not Omar Manaya sympathizer. I'm just saying that until we replace Sandy Alderson, who got a two-year extension after doing nothing for the last three years. Two-year uh, extension. Didn't do nothing last three years. Pennant playoffs. Yeah. Years consecutive. But wait, but now let me throw this into the mix <laughs> before we talk about the regular season. <laughs> he did nothing. But remember, <laughs> let's go back to the 2015 deadline. Yep. Who did he want to begin with? Carlos Gomez. Right. Who was like third or fourth on his list? Yoannis. We got lucky. Big time. Yeah. And then the thing is that he had to sign Yoannis. To me, they would have thrown him overboard if they didn't resign him after the 2015 season. So, to Scott's point. But they only gave him one year. No, they did. Yeah, yeah. They did. No, they gave him one year. They gave him, no, they gave him three, three years, years, but they gave him one with the option. Get off that. Right, exactly. Well, 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 another mistake by Alderson. First, he trades Michael Fulmer, which, look, I, I'll, I, I want that trade. I'll do it any day of the week. Right, you have to. But you could have tra you you traded Wheeler, who's on the shelf. They wanted Wheeler, but they, they stuck in Fulmer. Look, I can't fault him for that. But and it's funny, Wheeler was they, in that trade for right. and Gomez. They, and they go and sign Cespedes, but then they sign him to this three-year with the opt-out because nobody wanted him, so the Mets got lucky again. And at the same time, when they signed him to that three three year seventy five that they knew we he was need Cespedes. Right. Are you we crazy? Do, we do need him. We do need him. But are what, you out of your but, mind? But what was the market at that point? The market was the Nationals who were going to steal him from us for four years at one ten. We could have signed him four years at one ten and locked him up. But Alderson wouldn't do it because he thinks that he knows I mean, everything. We're just going on and on about Alderson. It's just ridiculous. No, but, but you know this what? guy is just having. He's just picking spots here. The guy went to the pennant. The guy made the right deals in fifth, and we got there. We got there. We won a pennant. Daniel Murphy won the pennant. And Whatever. Then, and he didn't even sign. What, what is it? What <laughs> Every year, what's got it? Everybody can pick something out. How many pennants did Omar Minaya win with that payroll? Top five in the league. Answer the question. He won zero. Thank you, sir. Thank you. No, and listen. And I go to the games to win. You go f to spend money on free games. I go to watch my team win. No, that I, is the bottom. I'm sure Scott goes to watch him win too. But but the thing is, Jerome and I. I unfortunately for you, I I'm on Scott's side with this because right. Am okay, I asking what, what what specifically? No, I just don't want Alderson. And again, we'll never know this. And I understand he's not going to come on and bash the world pause. That's just it. No, I get that. Yeah. But my thing is, is that okay? Can we go ahead and try to get the Greg Hollands of the world or guys that we know? Nobody says you got to break the bank for some of these guys. Like, let's say for instance, if it was this off, off season, could you imagine Todd Frazier? Uh, I'm sorry, not Todd Frazier. Excuse oh. me. Right. I understand he's not going to break the bank for a guy like Eric Hosmer. Okay, that's fine. Who else is on that market for first base? Who knows? But then at the same time, why are you going to go look at Adrian Gonzalez? To me, that's just. I understand it's five hundred thousand dollars, but to me, it's a waste. To, it tells your fan base that, hey, look what I found. I found a guy who is, yeah, he's been a former All Star and he's been a very productive player in his career. But he is thirty six. He's had a cranky back, and despite the fact it's five hundred thousand dollars, here you go, guys. Let's see if we can get lightning out of the bottle. To me, that doesn't cut it as a Met fan. And listen, I don't have season Did tickets. Did you want to give him seven years, Hosmer? Oh, absolutely not. Right. No, and but I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But my thing is, is that. There's got to be somewhere in the, in the middle. If you're not going to shoot high, don't Sorry. go Sorry. below the barrel. Eight years. Eight years. All oh, right. No, exactly. <laughs> AAV of eighteen million bucks, though. That's right. And but also how I look at it too, uh, Jerome, is this. I understand you're not going to throw your owners under the not, bus. Not on a first baseman either, by the way. What's that? Not not not. The oh market's yeah. It's not given to first baseman anymore. Right. Yeah. Not that you're going to throw them under the bus, but my thing is, and I, I haven't heard one uh, reporter ask. Not that he would reveal it anyway, but okay, we know the luxury tax is 189. 
what are they willing to spend? Give me a range. Give me something. Right. Oh, you're going to spend between 120 and 140? Because, of course, he's yeah. not going to reveal that. But no, at no, the I same agree. time, at least it gives the fan base an idea. It's like, okay, well, if we're spending 101 or whatever it is uh, this year, and we know that it's 189, how come we can't have a little bit more flexibility to say, hey, let's go out and get this player? Forget about competing with the Yankees. you got to compete with the Nationals. And, and that's going to be the next thing I'm going to get to in a second. So... I'm with uh, Scott on this, Jerome. I hear that you're with Scott, but again, the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. I Basically, get it, but... what you're telling me is that you believe that Sandy Olsen doesn't want to spend $185 million. Yes. You, you think that Wilpon said, look, I'm going to give... We haven't even brought in inflation yet. That I'm going to I'm gonna let Omar be top five in the league, but I want you to hang out between 15 and 20. And it has nothing to do with Madoff. Both you guys in this room are going to just sit here and say, Madoff, the money has nothing to do with it. No, I think it has something to do with it. But Madoff was what now? Four or five years ago? Do you know how much money they lost? Madoff was eight years ago. Okay, well, oh, and and, and secondly, they didn't lose money. If you remember, Madoff, they... Withdrew their funds, so they had their no, money. No, no, no. They Some had their the money. Funds, they they, they withdrew a lot close. of their funds, and they had their no. funds sitting there, earning money, buying real estate no, no, or whatever no. they were doing. It was not going into this baseball team. It was not going into their baseball team. And then they had they to pay a penalty. They had to pay a penalty because they got those funds. Yes, but they were originally a net recipient of the Madoff problem. So let's let's get our facts straight on let's the Madoff. Let's get the facts problem. straight. But if you can prove to me but, they got all their money out, I'll I'll take it back. I'll try there. They lost millions. Not my problem. Not my problem. That's right, but neither. Or Sandy's well, problem, but it is Sandy's. Sandy comes out there with his this smug attitude. Keep, he makes these comments. He makes these comments every. He makes these no. He comments does the comments are too train. much. He's like, oh, we're, we're not, I don't think we're going to do anything. And he walks around, and then Will Palm walks around with the five dollars, and it's just, it's just bad optics, right? You know, it you know, is. you know. In, the, in this Twitter world, there's just bad optics on things. Alderson, every time that guy opens his mouth, I want to cringe. And you and I, I like you guy. and I were invited. Like you and I were invited to go to to go to meet meet the GM this year. You didn't want to go. Oh, did you I also? Want, I wanted to go because I wanted to scream at that guy from the the, the, the pit of my stomach. But but I, I I just I don't know. I got lazy. I didn't want to do it. Was it. A, oh, I think it was a dreary like was, rainy. No, but it was funny because I I know that Evan had. Uh, I don't know if you heard that uh, snippet. I gotta find. I gotta send it to you because he actually asked Sandy a question. He goes, "Well, since you won't come on our show, and even then, God, what he say? Well, he said something along the lines of, uh, Mr. Olson, I'm glad you're looking fine because obviously he had his health issues years ago.' And um, he says, "Why would it? What would?" Um, he mentioned something about the Giancarlo statement, but then also said that, "Hey, why can't you go out and get?" Um, Nobody's asked you to get the Eric Hosmer of the world, but why can't you get somebody a little bit below that? Right. Second tier, third tier. What, what do you say? No, and, oh, but then the thing is, then he came out and he said after that, Evan, he goes, um, not only that, but anytime you're welcome to come on the show, uh, you have an open invite. Because, you know, they had that beef with the uh, WOR when they left. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So, Sandy, what did he say? He goes, well, I think this was a, an opportunity for you to come on and try to get me on your program or something along that. He oh. made a smug remark. And then you know what he did? He punted to John Rico. To answer the question, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, Sandy, what are you doing? That's the problem I have with him because okay. instead of being a stand-up guy and saying, "Well, you know what? Right, we we've gone after the second-tier guys," or you know what, we didn't go after the second-tier guys because we were looking to kind of shape our financial uh, aspect of the board or the yeah. ball club in this fashion. But no, he didn't even answer that. He had to okay. punch it to the assistant GM, and it makes you just like Scott Look, says. If you don't like the guy. It gets you crazy. That's one thing, and that's fine. And Scott doesn't like the fact that the guy's a Navy SEAL or military guy. No, that's listen, totally that's a totally, cool. That's a, that's that's a totally whole cool. Look, like, look and Granderson's the nicest guy in the world, too, but he couldn't hit the baseball or throw the baseball. Okay, let's keep I, it on the I, I, am, I am fine. <laughs> look at these payroll numbers. I mean, do we have to do this again? You're blaming this all on Sandy. These are Omar well, who's numbers. Who's the GM? No, all right, Omar, okay. Right? Omar's Omar numbers. numbers. Ready? 3, 3, 4, 3, 2, and 6. 
Right. That is almost peril, right? That's right. Okay, go Adolf ahead. Adolf thing hits, right? Right. These are Sandy comes on. Sandy's peril. Five, which remember he's got Omar's players. All right. 11, 17, 21, 19, 15, and 15. And what I just want to make sure look, we're all on the same look, page. I, 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 Hold on. I just want to make sure we're on, I'm trying to make a point here. That you believe, I want to hear you guys, that that has nothing to do with the Wilpons cutting being the coupons. That's, well, it has something to do with it because of the Madoff thing. Because you're talking about when yeah. he came in at 11, that's when that whole thing was, was falling into place. So now I'm talking about from 2015 on. From the year they went to the World Series to today, their payroll should be within the top five. What is it today? Do you know? Do you have this? No, I don't. Right. All right. Today, and, 18s are still being yeah, and look, and, right. and I bring it back to we're in New York City. Right? Yes. But I think the Wilpons are just – they're just not running the business well. And, and I agree and, with and them on that they, too. Look, look, they got burned in 29. 2009, the new stadium was opening, and then all of a sudden the markets crashed. Yes, the Madoff thing happened, and they had all these overpriced seats that they couldn't sell. Right. So for the next eight years, what the, what the Wilpons have decided to do is that we're not going to spend the money until fannies come in the seats. Well, fannies are, fannies are not coming into those seats until the product is good. Well, the, so the, it's a chicken and the egg problem, well, no, no, and, they, and, and come, they keep they, losing. They did come in 15. They came in 15, and they didn't Spend. So where, where did that money go? I know. Listen, you're, you guys are upset. I get it, but I'm telling you. That but you're not upset because the I team's did, not producing. I got it. I'm with you. I'm upset. What are you okay. thrilled by this? No, I know you are, but no. But but, the but I want to blame the Wilpons. You guys want to blame Sandy? Okay. Agreed. Well, we agree. Well, on but this? who's the one that's procuring the players? Because if we both know that Sandy has full autonomy of the organization, what do the players come for? What do the players come for? Well, they you, play volunteer. They're volunteer. No, guys? of course they're going to be No, right. But right. at the <laughs> right, Scungiel. Yeah, but at the same time, though, Jerome. And then we, we'll go off to okay. the next topic. Yeah, too much. So. All right. Yeah. No, but it's, it's good because I'm sure there are other Met fans that who, who, feel the same they, way. They, yeah. Right, and they'll listen to this, and who knows? They may feel like you, Jerome, and they may well, feel like, like guys Scott. want to put billboards up next to. Did you hear the guys last two years ago? They want to put a billboard up. Against oh the yeah. Pods and they got shot. Oh no, exactly. Yeah, I'll buy where McFadden's is. If yeah, I would like there, to hear other people's shop. thoughts on this. No, you know exactly. So I understand this is kind of like a Met therapy. Let's take some callers on. It doesn't mean that Sandy's not smug. I don't care. No, about he is smug. Oh, you no, know, no. I'm saying, okay, he's smug because if I was, if I, I had an owner, okay, and he told me, look, you got to take one for the team, guys. You know, you gotta, look, don't throw me under a bus, but we don't really have the money. I would be, I would have to come up with a way where I wouldn't lie to you, so that right, because I'm dealing with the media every day, or yeah. if not every day is a gene, but once a week or whatever. I don't want to get caught in a lie. So maybe, and I, I'm not trying to make excuses for this guy, he uses this attitude, this smugness to keep you at bay, and then he doesn't have to, you know. Right, if that's his tactic, then I guess it works for him. Maybe, maybe well, he is it. I don't know the guy. Maybe he is it. No, all right. He, you know. Well, look, look he, he's, been, he's, been, he's been here eight years, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't think he needed an extension in the offseason. And, you know, if John Rico is the replacement, hopefully he's more Omar Minaya school than uh, – than this guy. I mean, uh, you know, I actually called uh, Francesca years ago on this exact topic when the Mets were doing absolutely nothing. And, you know, the Mets at that point had John T. De Podesta. Mm. They had Omar Minaya. Actually, Omar was gone. They had Sandy Alderson. They had J.P. Ricciardi. J.P. Ricciardi. They had more assistant the- general managers than they had outfielders that year. <laughs> and, and I actually got him to laugh. So, that, you know, that was, that was my first call to, to Francesca. Well, that's a- and, and now it's eight years later, and he's still signing these bargain basement guys. Like, instead of these bargain basement guys, take, take two salaries. Take Vargas and the third baseman. Frazier, yeah. that's twenty million bucks, and go sign Jake Arrieta. Go sign a pitcher that's going to throw Jake eight Ar- innings a game. Twenty million, Jake Arrieta. Twenty-five. 
So, so for five million bucks more, you sign you sign Jake, that guy. Uh, Jake's not I, signing for a one-year big guy, but whatever. Three, three years, fine. He he didn't lock up any of the other pitchers, so we're gonna Jake have. Arietta is not signing. The, the Mets have done what they've done over the, the way, last. His career is on the way down. The Mets have what the Mets have done what they've done over the last four years without paying anything for pitching. Like how amazing is that? And that's they made the thing. The, and that's the problem. And, and you know who? And you know who he locks up? He locks up Juan Lagares. That's the guy he chooses to <laughs> no, lock that up. That was a joke. That's deal. the guy he chooses to lock up. It's nothing. No, and I understand he's only making what six and a half. Nine million bucks. Oh, now it's that high. When you've got, no, when you've, this year when you've got Degrom and Syndergaard ready to walk now, no one was going to pay Harvey. Harvey was never no, going to sign. But but Syndergaard and Degrom, they they would have signed. They would have signed away the first couple of years of there. Well, it's really Degrom now. You don't yeah. have to sign Syndergaard yet. Um, right. But you're looking at Degrom's the, the real big deal. And if they don't sign Degrom, people are going to. Oh yeah, it's no. Then be, the, then right. It's going to be and, it's your homegrown guy, and they're not exactly. And then what is Sandy going to say to that point? But you know what? That's. God forbid, well, if, it's a story for another day. But Grom and Grom's relatively healthy. Yeah, I'll no, that's. On, I'll come on the show and I will go absolutely crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, okay? without question. I'll join the team. All right, now let me throw this at you before we get to the team. <clears throat> As a fan, because I'm sure the fans may relate, maybe they're like, ah, who cares? I know that in 2015 we we're ready to take over the city. The Yankees were on the downfall, the, on the downslide. Of course, Jeter was gone. A Rod. We all know how old that team was when they lost to Houston in that wild card game. And then, of course, the Mets in that year went to the World Series. We know what happened. Following year, all right. They battled. They fought. Clawed. Lost a one-game playoff to San Francisco. Okay, fine. To think that that was two and three years ago, might as well have been 20 and 30 years ago, considering what the Yankees have done ever since then, because they had the two chips. And this is the total opposite. I, I, I get it when it comes to the talent. When you have two guys like Andrew Miller and Aroldis Chapman, and you flip them for a boatload of prospects, younger players, obviously top flight players, and you get those Gleyber Torres' back, the Clint Frazier's, the Justice Sheffields, etc. And to think that they didn't even skip a beat. Yeah. I know as a Met fan, yes, I'm bitter. I know the Yankee fan can laugh at me, and that's perfectly fine because they're going to look at us as a Mickey Mouse operation, which to a certain extent it is. But with that being said, your thoughts about us on the precipice, not only winning a World Series, but kind of, dare I say, being neck and neck with the Yankees, to now it being the second citizen again. I just think, look, I'm depressed. It was depressing. Uh, he brought up Daniel Murphy. I don't know what to do there. I mean, you got to remember what it was like. Daniel Murphy, people wanted to get rid of the guy. The guy changed his swing somewhere around August of 2015. But we had David Wright. We just signed him to a big deal. I don't think anybody knew how bad David Wright was going to be. And for that matter, I'm going to throw in Justin Turner, who I know just got hurt. Yeah. He, these guys have turned their careers around, and that's the most painful thing. And they both play the same position that, that David Wright, our captain, has played. You know, it's depressing. I know Murphy's playing second. Guys couldn't get wait to get rid of this guy, right? I mean, remember how terrible he is. And I was one of them, believe it or not. Yeah, you thought he was a net negative like uh, Gary? Yeah, exactly. I thought he was a net negative. Uh, to me, how I looked at it was, he got hot at the perfect time, but... What you saw in Game Four just killed it. I mean, just having that error. What was it? The score oh, was three-two, and oh, that error one. Oh, I mean, and that to me, that was Daniel Murphy. Yeah. Who would have thought that he was going to bat three thirty and be second in the MVP vote in the following year? Whole, why wouldn't you think that? Did you the, the electricity when he was hitting those those baseballs? Oh, I know. Right field wall in twenty fifteen against the Cubs. Though that you thought that this was the second coming of Babe Ruth. <laughs> yes. You're right. And and and, and Alderson is is, is is a Billy Bean guy. Look at his wins above replacement. Right. You were they, were, f- they were huge. Yeah. And so yes, he's going to bungle some balls. Lucas do to bungle some balls. We're going to bungle some balls. The Yankees are going to bungle some balls. Yeah. When you hit home runs and you and you and you throw strikeouts, that's how you win games today. You know the defense is important, yes, but you know 
Your, your second baseman is not is not I'm the not. linchpin. Yeah, of, but of Scott, the so right. you're, you're, you're and, now, and now we have to face him. Majority eight, of major we have to face him eighteen players, times a year, and it's killed if you, us. If you voted the majority of Met fans, you're, you're playing your armchair quarterback. Every nobody could deal with Murphy. You were screaming at him when he made that error, and let's not even talk about his base running. Yeah, he had his moments. It's funny so the Dodgers series. He made a great play, but yeah, but he yeah. was to me, yeah. And, uh, so I can't beat them up for it. You got to beat them up for Justin Turner. We didn't give these guys enough chances. I mean, years with Murphy and Turner. So there was a little bit of bad luck, and and, and it hurts. Right, but Murphy, these guys Murphy. turn into all stars. And, and Turner, by the way, looks like the old steroid era. I know we're testing. <laughs> Have you seen Justin Turner? Yeah. What he, I know he just. I mean, he wears those, he, those, those he things is, on his arms. You can't really see him. Absolutely but. monstrous. No, but the thing is, you just look at his head, and that, to me, all you could do is be There's glued to his hair, and, and you don't even look at his body. But, 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 what, but what did Murphy sign for? Three years and thirty-six. Uh, a total, yeah, exactly. Murphy made more than thirty-six million dollars for that team. From a war. Like I own, I own, I own a Murphy shirt that I didn't own before. You had the Dropkick Murphys were singing. Long as the city field, yeah. like look, I th- I think it was probably sixty five thirty five in favor of keeping Murphy, but Alderson is smarter than everyone. I don't think sixty five. Alderson is the smartest. When, when, Maybe when, after the playoffs, I'll give when you I, I mean, I, for the majority of his I've, career, I've worked, people were done with Murphy. I've worked. Yeah, I was. The guy's hitting two fourteen. Yeah, two twelve homers and like sixty RBIs. He's the worst middle infielder ever. Come on! But he carried us, carried us into the World Series. Not to mention, he stole twenty bases that year. So he yeah. was actually Cespedes. He's, he's, a, he's a four and a half. Tool. In the he's a four. He's a four and a half tool <laughs> player. You know, and five, he couldn't field. But 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 Walker, by the way, Walker is the most abysmal second baseman that I think I've seen. Maybe worse than Roberto Alomar that year we had him. He's worse than like, I thought he was going to be. He, hit, he, be he uses a glove that's the size of like a, like a, like a 12-ounce bottle of water and, and bungles everything. Like that guy, talk about underwhelming. And if Sandy would have brought him back as well as bringing back Bruce and as well as bringing back Reyes, like that, that would have been sort Reyes of – Reyes is not making any it, money. Stop it, 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 wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the end of my fandom. But Reyes <laughs> is making half a million dollars. No, but, but the thing is, is that we, he was one of ours. He, he'll always be one of ours. And obviously he's Murphy. not – he's. Guys, three years, thirty-seven point five million. Yeah, no, that that was the biggest joke of a contract. Okay, here's interesting. Murphy is thirty-three this year. He's got one year left. <laughs> I wouldn't sign him. And, and and if you go on Mets blog, I mean, I'm not the biggest Tyrone guy, but he actually he actually says to sign the guy next year. No, I would like please, like that guy's going to come back after we discarded him like like a bag of donuts. Right, he's not getting any better, and he's still he's coming back from that microfracture knee surgery. I don't he even know what knee that's on. He signed as a free agent. It's a big difference. We we we, we, we no, didn't. He was our guy. Yeah. Well, until someone signs with another team, he's our guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean that's not throwing the guy away. So like when you trade the guy, and to let him go to your rival, right? To to this team that yes, You're this team this, this team that beats us every year now. They there there are they new there are, there are there are new Braves. They are oh, better. new Braves. They, they are yes. better. Well, let's see what they do with. Uh, let's see. You know, you want to? I don't want to get off topic here, but I'm dying to see. Go ahead. You know, the Nationals. Yeah. Are they signing Bryce Harper? They have to. Uh, Yankees, do I think they are will? The Yankees out now. They have to be. They why would they? Why would the Yankees even? What are you going to yeah. do? Judge Stanton and Harper's or outfield? I mean, Machado. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> and they're going to bring and, him and, in. And they have another guy that they they got in a trade that that's the, the, probably a year, maybe a year and a half. With that uh, Esteban Florial, there's yeah, that kid, right. and, and then people, uh, people have loved him. I mean, I you know I listened to some of my friends talk about that, and they, they are stacked because they made these trades. Where are the guys that we got in these trades? Yeah, but you you gotta you gotta keep each trade differently. They, the Cubs were desperate to win a title; they gave everything away to get Chapman. And you know what? 
Chapman won the World Series. Barely, but he did. Barely. You're right. <laughs> well, look, the Red, the Red Sox needed, Davis. The Red Sox needed an eighth inning guy the entire year, right? And so we sent them Addison Reed, and we got back nothing. Right. We should have gotten back somebody. Right. Are we going to get a top prospect? Of course not. Are we going to get maybe – can I get maybe fifth overall? For Lucas Duda, in that trade, I forgot we got whatever the relief pitcher's name was. He was like 30th ranked in the Tampa Bay Rays – Farm but, system, but thirty. But Duda, but Duda, no. and, and, and you see where it's going. Yeah, he's not Willie McCovey, but no, no but he's I, like he's really done. He's like these first basemen. Nobody's signing. That's why Hosmer getting that yeah. deal. Oh, look, they're, I'm, they're I'm not, not going to miss. They're I'm, not, you know, I'm not going to miss Duda. I don't. No, know. I'm not going to miss. I'm not going to miss. Well, Granderson, nice guy, signs my kids' autographs. He's nice, nice. A great guy. I am not going to miss either of those yeah, two guys. Annual swoons. I am not going to miss it. Granderson's thirty-seven. It's like you're you're talking about Duda is thirty. Dude, Around there, Granderson's yeah. done. We know he was done. You know, so it's not. He had a nice. I, I like the guy. I thought he was a deal. I thought he was instrumental in that 2015 um, pennant winning team. Uh, they helped. They'll make the playoffs. Yeah, he guy hit 230. He was done. Yeah. This is what they had a big role. Well, Seriously, three home runs. Oh, big look, I, I hope Todd Frazier fills that role. Like I know he's a good uh, clubhouse guy. Frazier. I'm Frazier to me is the low average. Loopy, loopy swing guy. Yeah. Right, and you only hope he's going to pull something down the left field line, which was Omar's thinking with Jason Bay, you know, when we signed him back in 2010. We know how that worked out. But, but again, it goes back to – and I don't want to go back to Sandy. I want to go now moving forward. This team, I don't know what your expectations are. Scott, I'll start with you. Uh, we know what the team is con- constructed of. We can go by the position players, the starting pitching, et cetera. Um, your expectations of this team going coming into this year are – well, look, I mean, it's snowing outside about eight inches. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I love this time of year. It's spring. Tournament's over, basically. Yeah. It's time for baseball, and I love it every year. Jerome and I actually go to opening day every year. We've been the nice. last, you know, nine years, ten years. God knows. I used to cut school and go. <laughs> and, and I always am. I'm optimistic all the time. As much as I hate Alderson, as much as I detested Terry Collins, I think every year's a new year. It's beautiful. And when Syndergaard won that game 6 nothing last year, oh. here we go. Yeah. Like I was ready for that World Series run, uh, and so yeah, so I, I think I think we have we have a great shot of that of one of the two wild cards. I think there are four teams in the league better than us. I think the Nationals are clearly better than us. I think the Cubs are better than us. I think the Dodgers are better than us, and the Giants are better than us. Mm. I think we're in the same. We're, we're yeah. in this with pack with the with the Diamondbacks, with the Cardinals, with the Pirates. Those, those are the yeah. teams we're going to be fighting. Well, Pirates are done. And, you know, in a one-game series, hopefully at home, I still love Syndergaard. Or DeGrom, yeah. I mean, I, I, I will cringe when Familia comes out. Hope, hopefully we get a guy, a real bridge to Familia somehow by the trading deadline. Greg Holland. But, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it, was, it was shades of Benitez in 2016 for me. Like, you knew when that guy came out, the game was over. I, um, I'm optimistic like Scott is. I think that's what makes us baseball fans. I think March um, and the tournament is not over. It's going to be great this week. Well, the Johnnies, we didn't, the Johnnies didn't make those. <laughs> we sort of the Johnnies. Um, but we do have another, I mean, opening day, I couldn't, you know, you look, we're going. Next, next Thursday. It's next Thursday. Yeah. It's March 29th. 29th. So, yeah. I, I agree with him. I, you know, Giants would be interesting, but there's clearly three, three and a half teams, right? I mean, it's like it, we're going for the second wild card. We're not beating the Nationals. So, once you say that, then you're going for that wild card spot, right? So, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I look at the team. We can speak pitching all day. It's all about them being healthy. Um, I'm curious to see how Harvey pitches as a healthy person. To and me, he's a wild card. And Wheeler, for that matter, too. Yeah. If Wheeler, I guess Wheeler's got to start now because Vargas is out, right? So yeah. that's it. Um, I love the bullpen. No, no, speaking about. I love it. I think it's great. I think know? it's good on paper, but I just. Uh... 
Blevins what? again, and Blevins is crafty, but Where, where's that second lefty? That's the lefty. I was just I was gonna get to that, and not only that, will Familia bounce back to anywhere near close to what he was mm-hmm. a couple years ago? Regular season. Um, that's my thing. Yeah, that, that, no, that's a great that's a great point. The, and, and you don't have that Addison Reed this year. I mean, I, I saw Ramos. Another thing, I test with that guy. I wasn't I wasn't an eye test too with the guy either. Yeah, no, I, he's, uh, he's I, one of those that he, when you don't expect him to do well, he does well, and then when you think, oh, he's gonna come in and. You know, pitch lights out, and then he gets. He's got bombed. a little Benitez with him. He's got a little pay rod. Hard. I think he's got a little pay rod. Twenty two thousand and ten, the year before we traded. Him, yeah. When he beat his father-in-law up. Oh, the, geez, yeah, the, the family players lounge. Yeah. Um. So he scares me, but I wanted to speak to you guys about the lineup, and it. it's just, yeah. I mean, Gonzalez, whatever. We know the deal there. Um. It's just, it's an older team. The defense that scares still isn't me. There and, and Lagaris, look. I'm not the biggest Nimmo fan. If we get anything out of him, he's had a good a first spring. round pick. Well, he's walking. I love him walking. I'm a big walk guy. <laughs> if he's going to bat lead off, and he's not going to be Lagaris instead, but Lagaris has got to go. Lagaris yeah. against a right hander. You nice. see how hard baseball is for like a, a single late. That's what Lagaris looks like against any right handed player, a pitcher who throws. I mean, he's so depressing, right. and he's not killing lefties either. So, I think we're going to have an issue there until Conforto comes back. Yeah, Jerome's a stratomatic guy, and I can't imagine <laughs> Juan Lagares having a single hit against the right. Oh, God. oh, gee, <laughs> so bad. Uh, as far as the lineup goes, we'll, you could start there. Uh, the age, if one of the keys, I understand it's all about health. We get that. Mm-hmm. That you almost got to put aside because that seems to be the Mets' uh, bugaboo when it comes to you know them as far as making it through a whole season. But to me, it's the age, and at the same time, to tie that in is with the depth because. All right, let's say Cabrera's going to be out. He's an older player. We can put Reyes there. Reyes is, you oh know. <laughs> you know yeah. we've, got, we've got super sub. We've got Wilmer Flores. Right. I, I think Flores, he was a great sub. I think, I think, I Flores, I think Flores is going to get 40, 400 at-bats this year. He's going to hit 20 home runs. I think he's going to be a nice player. No, and I could see that. And that's the thing about Flores. He's good in that role where he's not going to play every day. Right. And, right, he'll, he will hit home runs. And he can get big hits. But I think sparingly – would fit him best, and obviously he can only play first base. I understand he can play second too. He can play short, third. Uh, I would rather have him on the left, on the right side of the infield than the left side because he scares me defensively. But the thing is, then the depth because then now what do you the do? Depth is so bad. And, Absolutely, and, and this is a problem. And again, I don't want to go back to GM and the, it's so bad. It's like you can't even imagine this team getting through 160. I'm looking at the team yeah. and there's no way. Well, look, I, who who's coming up from the minors? That's the thing because if Cespedes goes out for God forbid six weeks. Who's going to take his position? Uh, I think Kevin Ploiecki will play third base. In, in, in it's like a nice, I can see that. It reminds me of a 1980s team here where it's just like, you know, but without the speed. You know, oh, right. It's all home runs. I should say a 1970s team. But oh. There's no Yeah, the Dave speed. Kingmans. The, there's yeah. no speed at all. Right. Like we haven't had speed. Like when Reyes is your fastest player in 2005, great. Oh, of course. When Jose is your fastest player in 2018, you got a serious problem. Oh yeah. That, <laughs> well, uh, and I and I took a look at some of the I looked took a look at some of the teams that were playing. You know, we got our big fantasy baseball draft this week. So oh. started, started doing some research and uh, the Mets infield of Adrian Gonzalez. Cabrera, Rosario, and Frazier is not, you know, that's not scary. That's not murderer's row. It's so scary. So the Washington Nationals have Zimmerman at first base, who's had a, a resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Murphy at second. You got Trey Turner, probably the best shortstop in the young shortstop in the National League, yeah, and Rendon at third base. Oh, Rendon. That is, that's not even close. It's light years. Then yeah. you've got the Close. Cubs. The Cubs have Bryant at third base. They've got Addison Russell at short. They've got Javi Baez at second, and, and Rizzo. Rizzo at first base. Like that. I, they that, could be all be all stars. That could be worse. That's 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 like Yankee that's level. Draft 
drafting right, though. Then, you've, drafting. Oh, yeah. then, then you've got the Giants, right? The Giants have Longoria, third base, nice signing. you got Brandon Crawford, amazing defense, defensive yeah, shortstop. you got Joe, Joe Panic, who we almost traded for from St. John's. And then you've Brandon got Brandon Bell. Belt. So that's, that's not amazing, but still better than us. You've got the Dodgers. The Dodgers have you know Turner when he comes back. They got Scott. They got Seager at shortstop, who's good young stud. You know he's a good young stud. Yep. Hernandez at second base. You know not a big deal. And then Bellinger Jr. at first base. Yeah. So that's that's above and beyond. You you, you have to go down to like the Cardinals. And, and what are the Cardinals? The Cardinals have Carpenter? the Cardinals have Jed Jarko at third base. Oh yeah. They've got Dejong who crushed them. Colton, yeah, last year he yeah, killed got us. got Colton Wong who always beats us, and then you got Matt Carpenter who seems to hit a thousand home runs against us, <laughs> and and then you got Malik. Is still playing catcher. I didn't even and get into the catcher. Like we're oh, gonna go with no. as as Francesca says, Dano. Okay we're gonna go that. with Dano again because he had a great September. That guy. We're gonna have Cindergard pitching look, on opening day, look, and you're, every walk is gonna be a guy on third base. Look, look, look. And we're not playing the '85 Cardinals on opening day. No. We're playing a slow baseball team, and they're gonna be on third base look, the entire look, time. Look, look. This is it for Gardner, so I'm okay with it. I, I know oh, where he's is. at. He's what is he? Twenty. Nine this year, I think he turns twenty nine. He's an eighty nine guy. Uh, Polucky, look, I feel like these guys have got to start hitting. And I know Polucky had a decent second half, and Darnell had a decent, but this is it for them. I'm all, I'm actually okay with them. The infield, he's absolutely right. It's just I, I'm like this is terrible. Like we need Rosario to really pick it up. And yeah, he's the guy who doesn't walk. Well, and again, I understand he's young and he's he's still green, yeah, he's wet behind the ears. Right. But you would only hope that you would see, and you did see some flashes because you could. See, he has raw ability; it goes beyond you know comparison. But how I look at it is, is that if this team somehow, some way, if they put it together and they stay relatively healthy, if the pitching, and I said this, if the pitching is chalk, so if Syndergaard, if everybody pitches, let's say thirty starts, I'm not going to go thirty three, thirty four. Syndergaard goes. Let's say seventeen and six, the Grom gets probably the same thing. What can you expect from the rest of the, the rest of the pitchers? Vargas, who knows? To me, he's going to be five hundred. I could see him being like an eleven and eleven. To me, Harvey's the wild card because Wheeler. I don't expect much out of Wheeler, and even Matt's for that matter. But Harvey is the wild card to that staff because if somehow, some way, and nobody's saying he has to go back to twenty thirteen or even twenty fifteen. But if he goes, let's say if he goes thirteen and eight. With a three five ERA, I'd sign for that in blood. Yeah, you have to. And if he pitches thirty starts, even if he pitches twenty eight starts, so you would think if the if the pitching just holds up to what it's capable of doing, you would only hope that the offense would produce just enough for them to get into the wild card or, like dare I say, the division. But because who knows? You know, Strasburg, somebody could be bound to get hurt down there in Washington, and Dave Martinez is a first year manager, just like Callaway is, but. I am optimistic for the season. My thing is, is the age, and not only that, if somebody gets hurt, where are we going to get that person? So if Cespedes goes down in May and he's oh. out for six weeks, what are we doing? Oh, if we lose Bruce and Cespedes. Oh, forget we, it. Well, look, we, 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 all, we all know Cespedes is going to have his DL stint this year. Right. Great that he's not playing the golf anymore, but now, yes. now with this Tiger Woods resurgence, maybe he goes back to the golf. <laughs> but look, I, I, yeah. I, think, I think we actually have some decent depth. I still I still like Aselma. I still like Lugo for innings. Oh, for pitching? No, absolutely. I, I, think, yeah, pitching, I mean, fine. Vargas is already a Met. He's on the DL. So, I mean, <laughs> right. I, I think, I, 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 I'm not going to kill Sandy on the Vargas sign. I think maybe he overpaid, signed him a little bit early. But, look, I think that we're going to have the depth at starting pitching. I think, you know, hopefully we have enough juice in the minors to trade for a couple bullpen guys and maybe, you know, an extra outfielder, a couple pinch hitters, you know, Rusty Staub or somebody. <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, Sports Illustrated came out and said that the Mets' top two were the number one rotation in baseball. 
And, uh, you know, it's hard to disagree with that. I think right. Noah and DeGrom at 200 innings with 200 strikeouts each, 17 and 6, you were looking at what, Doc 84? Was that, was that 17? Yeah, 17. Uh, I, yeah. I would love to see 17 and 6 out of them. I'd like to see 12 and 12 out of Harvey. I'd like to see maybe 10 and 10 out of Mats and Wheeler. And uh, maybe maybe nine wins out of Vargas, and this this gets you to eighty wins. So I think that you know one of these guys really goes off. We get the, you know it's amazing that R. A. Dickey won twenty oh. two, twenty two games on that team on that team that won seventy. So yeah. why, so, so why why can't the ground win twenty one yeah. this year? No, if if, if, if Callaway pushes these guys to go seven innings, and, and Familia can protect some of these leads, I, I I'm actually optimistic. Like I'm I'm excited. I almost want to go to that Harvey game in addition to opening day. Oh like, yeah, Harvey's going to pitch that Monday against the Phillies. The Phillies are still well. Here's the Phillies are still garbage. We, yeah. should, we should be able to beat well, these guys. Well, guys, and that's the other thing I was going to bring up is the April schedule. I mean, we start off in late March with the Cardinals, but it's it's relatively easy schedule what we're going to face. We face the Nats six times. Right. <laughs> you got the Brewers. You got the Padres. You got the Braves. Uh, you got the Phillies, as you mentioned. You got three with the Marlins. I mean, we have to get off to yeah. a good start. Look, we still have 18 against the Marlins. We still have 18 against the Braves. The Phillies, you know, 12 out of the 18 will be easy now that they have Arietta. Like, yeah. we're, we're, we're in the joke of a division still. Yeah. Um, and if the Mets, you know, the Mets have to show some heart to beat this division rival, Washington. And, and that's, that's the bottom line. And I think the NL is top heavy. I know you mentioned the Giants. I think that they, there's a lot of age on that Giant I team. Agree. You know, with bringing them a Cutchin and Longoria, that's, uh, listen. They're veterans this season. I'm sure they're, they're dying to win, which is going to help being in that culture. But that doesn't guarantee a playoff spot. I, I really think that, listen, I would sign for it right now for them to make the wild card again. I don't care if it's at home or away. You know, it's easy to say, hey, we want the game at home. We saw what happened two years ago. Um, I just hope that this team somehow, some way, could just get off to a good start. Unlike last year where they played all those games in the division, if you recall, I think the first 30, 32 games were in the division. And right, they are playing not a, an easy schedule, but it's certainly not a killer schedule despite the games against the Nationals. Even the Brewers, I know it's another team that yeah. may be on the rise this year. And actually, they played pretty well last year. But I can't see why this team can't be in the mix throughout the whole season. If by any chance, and this is the next question I'm going to get to before we get predictions, if by any chance, and I hate to go back to Alderson again. Is he going to sign anybody? No, is he going to make any? Is he going to buy at the deadline? Considering if they know that they're a piece or two away, whatever that piece may be, whether it's out, somebody gets hurt, whatever. If they're a piece or two away, do you think he's going to go out and buy a la, a la two, 2015 with Yoannis, yes. or is he going to go again? I let's go to buy. the bottom of the base. Showing that he would buy that, you know, and, and he did it with Cespedes, which was a huge, huge pickup. But now the thing is that who we're going to give up because obviously our farm system is depleted. Well, that'll uh, we, be right. We have Michael There's Fulmer. So many, the, yeah, I, I think it's so hard to. Speculate what's going to happen. No, it is. You know, April, May, June. No, you still have four months, right? right. Um, that'll be interesting because our depth isn't what it was. And, and exactly, and, and right. that falls to Sandini scouting team and you know all that. But you know, we'll see. Because uh, as crazy as it sounds, you know, Kelly Johnson was actually versatile. Now, again, he's not going to win games for you all the time. But he had him. You had Uribe. You had guys hits. that came off the bench. Yeah. Scott, what are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I find I just don't I just don't have enough faith in the general manager and, and just the front office and the, and the ownership to go spend the money until they see people in the seats. And I just don't think they're going to be people in the seats. I think that it's it's it's, it's swung to the Yankees already. Not, not in April. Oh, it's already. I mean, not in April. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, I, and I, I do keep complaining to the Mets. I send, a, I send an email every single year to the uh, commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, complaining how there's just no afternoon weekend games in April. Like, I, I want my kids to love baseball. 
and I can't bring them to a game until you know Memorial Day. Like right. every game on Saturday night is seven o'clock. Yeah, that's we, a joke. We don't have that's enough time to start talking about that. But they have <laughs> they have these contracts with Fox, and they can't play one o'clock. Whatever it is, ESPN, ESPN eight o'clock. Yeah. Like my kids it's, can't go to games. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing was last year we had uh, we had tickets to the Nationals. Uh, Daniel Murphy hit a grand slam in the first inning. Oh. It was it was shifted to an eight o'clock game, so my kids right. couldn't go. We got to get the babysitter. 150 bucks. We go out there. We're running late. We miss the grand slam, and it's already four nothing. And you know what? They start in the seventh inning. They have the sign up in center field that says, "For the Mets, run around the bases, kids. Please line up in the seventh inning outside the gate." It's like. 42 degrees outside. The game ends at like 11:15. Oh. So these ESPN, so these <laughs> yeah, kids, are, well, the kids who have school the next day are going to line up at at what 10:45 to go run the bases for 35 seconds. Like that's an MLB like, issue. Like, it's just, it's just it's a, that's not a Met issue. But that's I think but I think the Mets they just don't do the things that they need to do to, to just grow that's the a, fan base. That's a TV. Thing. And you know they had a million people sign up for tickets at the end of 2015. Yeah. They had a million people that signed up in 2016. And then last year was just a thud. It was that same thud. We had in 09 when the stadium opened. So I just don't think that the Mets have sold any tickets this year. Like there was a report out there that the Yankees had sold 650,000 tickets more as of a certain day in February than they did the previous year, which is like 5,000 seats a game. I don't, I'm not doing the math right. But the Mets, they're, 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 they're the, t- the season ticket people, they call and they call and they call. I just don't think that the fannies are in the seats. I hate to keep quoting Francesa. But <laughs> Until the fannies come in the seats, the Mets don't sign the players. Until the Mets don't sign, until the Mets sign the players, they're not going to win. And you have this chicken and egg problem where the, you know, the Mets just will not. They don't trust that the fan base is going to come back. Even though we do, every ten years we have a good team for about a year and a half, and we do come back. But I, they're not going to spend the money anymore until we show up. And I think that that's we need pretty, to get that, off to a good start. This is no, this is tremendous. New York City, yeah. right. and I always bring that back. This is New York City. It is. People are paying thousands of dollars to see Hamilton. They will come to the Met game. Yes, they will. They, they will come to the Met game when there's a product on the field that's worthy of coming. When they're not coming to see 17 injured players and, you know, guys. <laughs> the Gavin Cicchini's of the guys world. Guys on, and their, uh, guys on their, like, you know, their eighth team. And, you know, as much as we love Bartolo Colon, you know, we need, got, we, we need wins. And, and to get wins, you we need, need players. Stars. We you need, need stars. stars. Which I go back to stars and scrubs. Like, I would much rather have a team like. Well, it's not really stars and scrubs. It's stars and minor league players. It's stars and young, controllable guys. And when we're spending money on our infield, and our infield is way below average, we're spending we're spending forty five million dollars on this infield that you could have been spending somewhere else. Right. And we just don't have those horses. Well, the starting infield you're spending you're spending not even twenty million, Scott. So they're clearly not spending money anywhere, but they're not spending it on the infield. Gonzalez is getting half a mil. Uh, Cabrera's at what eight? Uh, Frazier's at eight this year, nine yeah. next year, and Rosario's making nothing. So that's sixteen yeah. million. They're just not spending money. Let's but, just be honest. But, but you look that's at, fair. But, but you look at the Dodgers, and the Dodgers have yeah, but they have two guys. They have a controllable guy at first base, and they have a controllable guy at second, and a controllable guy at short. So all Who's, they're playing is Justin Turner. Yeah. So you know, he's not even going to play. And, and, and the Yankees the same way. The Yankees, you know, they have Stanton. Yes, but when you have Stanton and Aaron Judge combined making thirty million dollars, that's unbelievable. That's how you. That's how you save money. And They're also know. paying Ellsbury. Just ridiculous. Oh, well, the Mets would pass out if they had to pay. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you and three guys in this room knew not to sign no. Jacoby Ellsbury, oh, three guys no. in this room knew I think not to he's sign A-Rod to that new deal. Right. I think he's hurt again, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's on the shelf. Uh, uh, the yeah. Phillies signed to a three-year, sixty million. Carlos Santana. Yeah, like, exactly. We all know that that's not going to pan out. No, no, no. But I think there's guys, and, and you guys want 
guys maybe a little bit less than that. I would rather have Hosmer at 18 million bucks. It's a bargain. Give me Hosmer at first base, and we'll go with the second base. We'll I don't go, want to pay we'll, first we'll base. With, like, we'll years. go with Jose Reyes at second base. So combined, you're paying 18 and a half million dollars for first and second, and you have all star talent, clubhouse guy at first base with with the walks. I don't want to pay Hosmer eight years. Hosmer destroyed us in the World Series. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hosmer is what 28. Yeah, Hosmer's got plenty of, has, he's yeah, got plenty so, of time. I would assign all three Royals, to be honest with you. I would assign Kane, I would assign Moustakis, and, and I would assign Hosmer. And, you know, I would have felt look, a little better about I 2015. Give, I yeah, gave oh, Hosmer yeah. a lot of credit for getting a year deal. I didn't think he was going to get it. He's I didn't think it. so either. I mean, the Padres, I don't know what they're doing. I didn't like the deal. And, yeah, Hosmer killed us, and I think he's a nice baseball player. He's not a great baseball player. Well, he no. Deserve he deserves me. I actually wanted Moose. I wanted Moose. Moose and, Kane, and Bruce. Kane, 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 <laughs> Kane had Bruce. one of the biggest at-bats. He had that walk against Harden. Oh, jeez. But, but, but Kane's on the downside now. He's yeah. a 30-year-old outfielder. So, so go, going we back have to that. Fordal, where's he going to play? Going back to that, Terry Collins, 2015. What would you have done in the uh, in the eighth inning with Harvey? Ninth inning with Harvey? Well, I, I would. Easy. I have that easy. But go ahead, Jay. No, well, listen, if he wants to go out there, I would have given him Kane, and that's it. I would have pulled him after Kane. Uh, I'm I agree 100%. Because I can understand. This was Harvey's moment. He's been waiting for this moment. He talked. He was dominating. Well, no, he that, was. That, Four hits in eight innings. Yeah, but but my thing is, is that if I'm Collins, I would have said, and usually with a pitcher of that ilk, despite the fact that, you know, that's what he was then, was still light years away yeah, what he was, yeah. is now. Yeah, yeah. But how I looked at it was, is that usually you say, all right, I'm going to give you this game to lose. Uh uh-uh. uh. You walk that first guy, and on a 3 2 slider. Out of there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dar- Darling hammered him on that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, if he's out of the ballpark, it's 2-1. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, the funny, the interesting thing with that is that, you know, he's, for some reason, and I still don't understand it, he said he's got two guys. Oh, uh, yeah, giving, no, no, no. That no, makes no. absolutely no yeah, sense. Yeah, no, it's just the one. And even if it was a thing, let's say, if he got two outs and he gave a base hit, guess what? I'm pulling him out okay, also. I'll because look. then he'd be he, – yeah, yeah. he's running. I'm fine with that. But but that yeah. game, that, that in between innings, that game. Oh, yeah. City, but I'm not City Field, City Field was rocking. rocking. Oh, like, I couldn't even it, imagine. It, was, it, was, it wasn't to the point of Shea Stadium when it was shaking back right. in the 80s. It's, it, the building was built better, so it doesn't shake. Yeah. But the crowd in that half an inning was oh. on Collins. Like, there wasn't a person in that stadium that wanted to see – now coming in, Juris Familia. <laughs> Nobody wanted to see that guy. Right. He blew two games in the series. We yeah. didn't want to see that guy. So, look, I think he, he did the right thing putting him in. And unfortunately, we are where we are. I still say the O'Neill about in 2000 was the worst walk. Oh. But, but, but just to make you feel Jeez. a little bit better. Not, 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 not the Kenny Rogers in, in 99. Oh, 99. You know... We still had to win Game Seven. That hurts, but the, no, I'm playing the Yankees in the World Series. No, the only old walk to me kills me. Really? Well, it's funny you say that because in that game against the Braves, down five nothing, we came back to tie. We took the lead in the eighth inning, and we took the lead in the ninth inning, inning, and we still blew the game. Oh, that was, uh, I was at. Uh, I know exactly where I was. Uh, so I, 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 so I, I, Piazza. Yo, oh my God! Wasn't that opposite field? But Alliger, Alliger, who I love. Three days rest, though. Yeah, three days. So rest. yeah. But then Franco comes in and does uh, this Franco. Yeah, and then Benitez, and yeah. then believe it or not, who was a big uh, player in that series, Melvin Mora. Melvin, oh my God! Well, yeah, I, I actually lived. So I lived in Atlanta during that series. I was Did you really? Oh, I have God. a great story. I was sitting. This might have been Game Two. I was sitting right behind the on deck circle, the Mets on deck circle, and in front of me was the Wilpons uh, private plane uh, pilot. Wow. And Ricky Henderson was there in the okay. on-deck circle, right? <laughs> and so Ricky Henderson, and you've all heard the stories that he put, he, he didn't cash his first check. He put it on the wall. And, you know, <laughs> right. Rick, amazing, amazing Hall of Fame speech, by the way, Ricky. I oh, I got to watch that. I haven't said it. But Ricky Henderson in the playoffs against the Braves was sitting in the on-deck circle canoodling with these two, you know, I want to say that they were women of the night. Maybe they weren't. <laughs> these two, like, hot 22-year-old girls 
were engaging with Ricky Henderson while some new pitcher was coming in to face him. You'd think maybe he would want to time his pitches or something. No, <laughs> Ricky doesn't do this, that. Ricky no. does not do that. Ricky was looking to see where he was going to go out right after, after the game. And, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you haven't even brought up the biggest story that the media gave. Cards of Benia? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> game six. Look, I mean, I grew up, we grew up Mets fans, but there was always a soft spot in my heart for Ricky and for Donnie Baseball. Ricky was 40. Oh, wow. Ricky was 40 on those teams, and he oh, had yeah. some productive. No, he was I good. I loved him at the Mets. No, yeah, no, he was productive. This guy was 40. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so before we wrap up, it's interesting because I know just taking a trip down memory lane. Yeah, I'll never forget that game one also. Jerome with Benitez and O'Neill with the walk. And now. God willing, we get to a World Series. I'm always going to think about Game 1. We blew Game 1 in 2000. We blew Game 1 in 2015. I don't care. We could be leading 10-1 in the ninth inning. I'm still going to be at the edge of my seat because I just think back to those two games. And we know Familia, the quick pitch to Alex Gordon. Um, and Familia was unhittable. And that, it, the crazy thing about Familia is, and to kind of bring it to 2018, I, I like him. I think he's, he's a good closer. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a little bit on the tightrope too much, and he makes you sweat. But when you think about that 2015 postseason, he was dominant up until game one. Yeah. Pitch six, uh, get six outs in game five to close out the Dodgers. The Cub games, I understand the first couple games were close, but then, you know, they pretty much uh, went running away after that. But ever since the World Series and, of course, the game against the Giants and him being hurt all of last year pretty much, you talk about a bounce back year. There's one guy, and I think he's a free agent after this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I, I think, I, look, I, I, I like Familia. I think the crowd gets into it when he comes in. I think Familia is a guy that has to has to start the inning off. Yes. He cannot come in with somebody else's no. runners on That's base. And as much as Callaway says he's not going to use him as a closer, he cannot come in in the sixth inning with a guy on base. Or the eighth <laughs> right. inning with a guy on base. Like yeah, he, I agree. he needs to, you know, he needs to walk his guy. He needs, just like Franco, he needs to walk his guy. He needs to throw his wild pitch, but then he needs to come back and, and strike out his guy and, and, do that fist bump and pump in the air and, and get the crowd going. So, you know, hopefully, you know, we're not going to see him come in with second and third ever, God, ever again. God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, game one. Uh, quick pitch. Yeah, jeez. Oh, All right. I, I still see that. That that. Who was the guy from the Giants that hit the home run? Connor. Connor Gillespie. I was sitting on the on, like right around first base and. The, pit, the ball going past me was like super slow motion. As I was watching it go, I was actually at the Aaron Boone game too. My oh, wow. I was a huge Red Sox fan. And sitting right there on the third base, I watching the Aaron Boone thing. They were very similar to me. I, right. I looked down, I looked for my jacket, and it was you, I over. Just, I don't want to waste too much time on this, but the playoff game in 2016, I was in London. I started a new job. I was in Exeter. Not London. I flew into London. I was in Exeter, England. I was at this place called Bovey Castle. And all I want to say, you look, you, you know, on your own, you look this place up, like how far away I was from the Mets. Right. Pinnacle Same game of the year. The, yeah. Right? The biggest game of the year. And I didn't see any of it. Wow. No, absolutely not. No TV. I, I'm in, this is like farm country, okay, where I'm at in England. Wow. They, we, we took a sales class, blah, blah. But, you know, it's amazing how I didn't have to deal with any pain. Like, he's talking about the home run. I just woke up in the morning and put on my phone and checked. Yeah, that was it. 3 nothing. That was it. No, but then the killer thing about that game was, was Syndergaard was matching. Not only was he matching Bumgarner, he was pitching a no-hitter through five innings. Oh. So you're thinking, oh, my God, can we actually watch history despite the fact that Bumgarner's, you know, postseasons the last few years have been ridiculous. And then uh, the catch that uh, Grandison made in center field. I think Denard Span hit the ball, and it looked like it was going over. Yeah. He made the catch. Listen, not to compare that to the ND catch, but you're thinking, oh, it's in the works. We're going to win this game. Somehow we'll scratch and claw a run. Familiar will come in, but we all know I mean, how that is. You bring up the Andy catch, and I know we're going to talk predictions, but yep. I mean, I was thinking before I got on today about my, my, my worst moment as, as a Met fan. 
and, and we have a lot oh, of I moments. Oh, I can tell you we mine. We have a lot of moments. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to give you two. Right. One of them was that last game at City Field. Oh, oh the last, the last game at City Field. So Jerome and I went to that game. And oh, terrible. The, 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 it was so it was so bad like a that funeral. it was so bad that oh, I mean, and I, strawberries <laughs> waving at us and her name, they're waving at us. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, Jer- Jerome actually didn't even stay for I the ceremony. I couldn't. Is like, that right? Wow. I couldn't. They were closing it's down. Miserable. They were closing down. Shay, you had Seaver, you had Piaf. It was a great thing, but like I was so bummed. But that was the second worst moment for me, sitting there in in, in Shea Stadium after that Carlos Beltran strikeout. Oh. Like, <laughs> that like I had I had Careful. my I had my World Series tickets. I still have my World Series tickets. Oh, wow. like, we were, I had the whole thing planned uh, uh, out. Got I was go I was sorry. going we, to we, Detroit. I was going to all se- I was going to all seven games. Like that was the best team that the, since '86. That was the best team we had. It's not yes. you know when we the Benny Agbayani year that was oh, great. Yeah. Even, even, the best even, thing we had. Even, absolutely. Even 2015, we weren't supposed to be there. 2016, no. we weren't no, supposed to be there. But that the best that 2006 and we left that stadium. Yes. Like I had never been such so so dejected at a sporting event in my life, and I just sat there. And look, we're Mets fans, so we knew that was the end. As much as you want to say that that team was great, we had Glavin the next year. We had a lot of stuff well, coming yeah, in. We had Beltran coming back. You just knew, like I, something something just came over me. Like that was our chance. We blew it. It's now you know. And yeah. the crazy thing is, just to go back to that to encapsulate the, those three years. Just think about this. You talk about. Randolph in uh, the 2016, uh, 2006 uh, NLCS. Game two, they had no business losing that game. Zero business. Scott Spezio, if you remember that, off yeah. of uh, Guillermo Mota. Um, right, the way that game seven finished. And I don't care what any fan, ah, you know, Greg on Beltron. Babe Ruth couldn't hit that curveball Adam Wainwright throw. Yeah, I'm sorry. That yeah. curveball was just wicked. So then you go from that year to 07. Do I even dare to bring up seven games of 17 to play? Only the Mets could screw that up. And then in 08... On that last day, well, the day before, Johan pitched 120-something pitches, a three-hit shutout, nine strikeouts, and then to come yeah, up with come that, that, Scott Schoenweiss, Wes Helms, and who was the other guy who hit the home run? Uh, it was two guys, Jake, uh, Josh Willingham. You know, uh, much, you know how much luck we needed? To, three. To, we, we needed the other teams to help us out. You no, know, the Brewers. Back. Chris Quinn hit like a double two out in the ninth. Yeah. Scott, we had gone to the Johan game, and then he texts me and was like, did you just see what happened with the Brewer game? Two out in the ninth, Chris Quinn, the biggest hit of his yeah, career. Yeah, of course, yeah. Son. You know, so we had a chance. All we had to do was win. That's it, and it didn't. So wait, so that's your. Those are your two worst. Yep. Jerome, yours. Um, Yankees, two thousand World Series. I was just. The, yeah, that was rough. I was so because that was especially the, game one, the weakest of the Yankee teams. Yeah, like they, they yeah, eighty seven wins limped, that year. They limped into they the playoffs. Um, they went five games against the A's, and then they went six games against Seattle. I, I only went to that terrible six. Timo Perez game one. I was, I was actually living in Boston, so for me, that, oh, really? that I, I didn't think we were supposed to be there, and I wasn't living in New York, so I didn't feel the pulse like you guys. So right, that, Todd Zeal. That, that wasn't mine. But and you would talk about a manager we, we should have had is Bobby Valentine. I mean, that team should have won the pennant, you know, 2000. I mean, that outfield, you want to talk about a great Oh, I know. Jay Payton, Benny Aguayani. And Timo. Timo yeah. comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, yeah, exactly. you know, doesn't want to run, but whatever, Todd Zeal. In his 30s, being like a big bat. Yeah, who first base. Other, who was the other veteran we had on that well, team? Robin Ventura. Ordonez didn't play in that series. Remember, he got hurt uh, on yeah, a double play. Mike Bordick was a shortstop. My, my high school teammate. Oh, really? Yeah, well, he was the fourth player. Oh, look yeah, at that. We won't bring up his name. But he was, yeah. <laughs> my worst moment, Game 4, 88, NLCS. That was uh, oh, that was Mike Socha off, off th- that was yep yeah. that was brutal. He walks John Shelby to start the inning, and then Socha, who did, was a light-hitting catcher. Oh, 
We, have, into, we have a connection to Sosha. Oh, is that right? Hits it into the bullpen, yeah. and then, of course, uh, Kirk Gibson hits the home run in the 13th, I think it was, yeah. and the Mets had bases loaded. McReynolds hit this bloop against Hershiser. The was going to land. He gets caught, and the next day, Fernandez gets bombed at Shea Stadium. They come back and win game six, and then they lose game seven. Darling started that game. 88 and 06 have a lot of similarities. They do. We should not. We were the best team. Yeah, did, absolutely. Did you think it was over, though, in, 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 in 08? Did you think the Vince Coleman era was going to end the Mets' reign of terror? What do you mean? Oh, uh, and uh, do you mean ninety-three? Mean, uh, you were saying uh, eighty-eight. Right? Oh, eighty-eight. Did you, did, when you when that game when that when we lost that game to the Dodgers and they went on their miracle. Oh, yeah. Did you think? Did, did you think that was it? Like you I, know what? I, 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 I kind of thought we still had some more years. And no, we better, did. But ninety was probably a better team. Than no, eighty-nine was actually pretty well, good too. The Cubs, right? Exactly. And the Cubs, the Pirates started their. Yeah, that was when they started yeah, their yeah. Uh, back-to-back-to-back uh, NL East uh, champs, and I thought we had a shot then. But yeah, the the guy I don't know if you remember this guy, Randy Tomlin. Yeah, he was a lefty. That guy, that guy was again a, a junk left-hander. <laughs> how, how many times is Gio Gonzalez going to beat us before before he retires? No, exactly. That was Strawberries last year. What I said. Yeah, ninety. And then on top of that, talking about soft. Uh, even though I think he kind of threw hard as he got better. In 06, who was the NLCS MVP? You remember? Oh, for the Cardinals. Yeah. It wasn't Jamie Garcia, was it? Jeff Supon. Oh, Jeff Supon. Oh, <laughs> Could right, you imagine? Right-hander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was pretty much like a right-handed version of Gio yes, Gonzalez, yes, Randy Tomlin. Yes, yeah. yes, Jeff Supon. Yeah, so. Red Sox draft pick. All right, so now to, to wrap this all up, because I know we got snow outside. <laughs> and uh, Listen, I could talk. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And that's, that's who the Mets lose to. All right, the yeah. Mets can't lose to like, oh, all right, well, they get no hit by Max Scherzer. But my point is is that when you think that we're going to go ahead and game seven, Jeff Supon. And look, we were throwing Ali Perez. But anyway, predictions. Scott, what do you think his team's going to do? How far can they go? Your thoughts? I mean, I, I think this team is going to be in the wild card mix. All right. Well, here's okay. Wild card mix. So they're going to their numbers in uh, Vegas is eighty and a half. So obviously they're going to go over so that. They're going to go over. I think they're going right. to go similar to 2016. They're going to go 87 75. Mm-hmm. They're going to be down the stretch. Them and the Giants for for home field. I think it's going to be Baumgartner against Cindergard. City Field, October third or fourth, 2018. And I and I'm excited for it. I mean, would I like us to take to take over the Nationals? Yes. I don't think it's it's going to happen yet. Maybe when Harper leaves, then we have a chance to take it back. But look, I'm encouraged. I'm, I'm excited for opening day. I think we've got the pitching. They look healthy, and and, and I think Callaway is going to going to protect these guys. Or actually, no, I think Callaway is going to push these guys. And I think that I'm praying, Jerome, that your buddy Alderson makes the moves we need down the stretch. And I'm going to get all my <laughs> friends to City Field this year. I'm going to buy a lot of tickets, and I expect there to be money in the coffers to spend a little bit on a on a. On a Outfielder and possibly a couple bullpen guys. I got cool. eighty-five and seventy-seven. I saw Fangraphs today, um, you know, which is one of the big saber metrics um, sites that are out there. They have them getting the second wild card. I, I'm not going to tell you whether or not they get the first or the second, but I got them winning the playoff game. I got them winning the divisional round, and I got them losing the NLCS. Oh, I'm optimistic though. So who they play? <laughs> who would you think for the NLCS? I got them playing the Dodgers. Wouldn't it be nice to play the Nats? Oh, that'd be something. Oh, the playoffs? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing. I think as much as we have a rivalry with them, I thought 2015 was going to be the year because with the way things shook down, especially that last month when we swept well, we swept them in late July and then that game, uh, the series down there where we won the game on Labor Day. Right. Uh, they were down like 5-2 and right you know, sliding through home with the fist pump. Yeah, yeah. And then the night after, they were 7-1 and then they came back. That was the game where, whatchamacallit of all people, Kirk Neuenheis, uh, Neuenheis hit that home run, and then the following game, they were down 2 nothing against Strasburg, and then Cespedes hit the bull, uh, home run in the bullpen against Drew Storen. Uh, listen, I, I, 
my prediction, I think they're going to win mid-80s. I'd say 84 to 86. I don't have a record, but you know what? I'll go 85-77. I think this team should be in the hunt. I hope this team, if they know that they're close, that they, whatever part that they need, whether it's bullpen, I still say get Greg Holland. I understand he's going to probably command $8 million, but again, it goes back to my point earlier. If their payroll right now is at 140, what's another eight for one year? Let him. There's no excuse if you're in the run. Uh, listen, guys, I don't make excuses. No, I understand. The run, I, I agree with you. Go ahead. Right. Please. So I think wild card is a crapshoot. I wish I could say that they're going to win that and then go to an NLCS. I think with their pitching, they can go far. They can go to World Series just like they did in 2015. Am I going to say World Series? I'm not. But I'm going to say wild card. You know what? For the hell of a draw, I'll say they'll go to the DS and will they make it through there? I say it'll be five games. I don't know if the Mets will win, but I don't know. I, I I think it'll probably even stop there. That's fine. I think I think Mets fans will sign up. For oh that. yeah, now it's crazy, right? That's what we'll sign up for just to get to an NLDS when it's all about getting the brass ring. But I know. Any final thoughts, guys? No, Jason. No, thanks for having us on. I mean, it's been it's been great thinking about the Mets. It's got me to thinking about the Mets a little bit more this week, preparing for the show. And and we're fans, you know. As much as Jerome and I disagree, we're actually Giants, Mets. Knicks, Islanders, and St. John's fans together. And so even though we have the same likes, we, we disagree on almost everything. That's amazing. Yeah, I, don't that's really, I don't really follow St. John's as much as him, so he tells me what's going on. And he doesn't follow the Islanders as much as I do, so I tell him what's going on. But, uh, you that's know, if we, if we had this show about the Giants, I'm sure we would disagree uh, about that. Um, but, no, it's, it's, it's been great. And uh, looking forward to the season. Uh, Jason, again, thanks for having us on. No, thank you, Love guys. Love to come on again. Um, no, absolutely. And, and I do remember the last time I was on with you, we were actually – on the precipice of the Giants' historic Super Bowl oh, yeah. against the Patriots. The first, the first one. one. It's been that long since I I've know. known you now and think about it. Yeah. But, look, thank you for getting uh, us on. I love talking Mets. We're all big Mets fans. And absolutely. Let's just, you know, be optimistic about it. No, absolutely. And that's why I had you guys on because I know you guys are passionate. I know, hey, listen, we had the back-and-forth banter with Sandy. And, right, it, it wouldn't be a good podcast if we are just, hey, hey. I mean, listen, people would hear us complain, the other Mets fans, it's great, but – the whole point about sports, or one of the points about sports, is debate. And that's why I had you guys come on, because, hey, if we're just going to wax, po- wax poetic about how bad this organization is and run at times and so on and so forth, then, you know, it, w- it would just be uh, one big giant therapy session. But until next time, guys, whether we're all together, who knows? Maybe we'll come back at the All-Star break and uh, see how the season shakes at that point. Yeah, well, but, actually, we have, we have softball coming up. And, and I know. Jay, I didn't play last now, year. Jay, Jay <laughs> I, listened to your, uh, I listened to your opening monologue, and you actually gave away your age. So this <laughs> is your Ruben Sierra season, I believe. Was it uh, Ruben Sierra that played until 49, or was it... Uh, no, Julio Franco. Julio Franco. So this is your Julio Franco season in softball. Yes. We're expecting a lot out of you. We made the playoffs last year, which is not bad, with an average age of about 44. Wow, look at that. Uh, but well, we're, we're looking for you to come out, and, uh, and hopefully we can beat the district attorneys or the SEC this year in the, in the Lawyers Softball League <laughs> in Central Park. I know. Last year was a no-show. I had a lot going on last summer, but uh, this summer I do plan to play some games, so I'm just hoping to be a part of it. And uh, not only that, but also it's great to reunite with you guys because every time we do get together, it's during the softball season, and considering last year was a no-show, it's great. Hopefully this will be the start of many other opportunities to talk sports throughout the course of the summer. Perfect. You guys rock, man. Thanks again. Thank you, Jay. All right, anytime. What do you think, huh? Interesting stuff. Many thanks to Scott and Jerome for their participation on the podcast. They have an open invite to come back whenever they like. I mentioned around the All-Star break, which would be a great time to recap the first half of their season, but also depending on where they're at at the pennant race, preview what potential moves that they must make in order for them to secure a spot in the postseason. 
I hope you enjoyed listening to us rant, preview, and analyze this Met team for 2018. One quick note, if you're wondering the hum in the background, we happen to record this in a conference room where the air or heating ducts were on full blast, so you do hear that coming through. Unfortunately, that was the only space we were able to set up in. I did my best in post-production to filter that out, but nevertheless, I'm sure you're still able to hear us loud and clear. So I appreciate you uh, understanding that uh, post-listening to this interview, but still, I'm sure you were able to uh, get the full effect of what we were trying to say throughout the course of the podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe to the J Reels podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spreaker. Feel free to not only provide a rating, but also drop a quick review as it'll increase visibility of the podcast, which in turn will generate a wider audience and also attract more guests onto the program. For the latest information regarding guests, announcements, and the like, please go to www.jreels.com as your source for any and everything regarding the podcast. If you'd like to send an email with thoughts, comments, or questions, you could do that at thejreelspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to check my social media accounts on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As always, thank you for carving out a few precious moments to download and listen to the program. I'm forever grateful for your support. Uh, and please share those with those who may be interested or who follow sports as word of mouth is just as important as me posting this up on the internet and social media. From the South Bronx to South Beach to South Central to South Pacific and all points beyond, peace, love, and God bless everyone. And until next week, on the flip, baby.